Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? Give them me, a man's a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Ever since young Joey uttered the phrase, you can paint this one purple in Spanish, the Pirates have yet to defeat an FBS team. Could that change this Saturday when East Carolina takes on the 49ers of charlotte will be with you saturday at 10 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to the kickoff and after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show coming up on today's edition of pirate radio live on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and we'd love for you to come hang out with us on youtube and facebook live as we will be hanging out with the chat gang here on a hump day wednesday beautiful day in eastern north carolina got ecu football pressers coming up later on i'll be heading out there in a couple hours to hear from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake carroll as the pirates get set for charlotte coming up this saturday but we got a lot of guests to get to on today's edition of pirate radio live my paper stacks looking fat and thick with two c's on today's show ken watlington still getting over the braves loss law says uh will not be here today we'll talk to the newest member of wnct channel nine he is zach kaplan who will join us coming up later on this hour and we'll welcome him in the pirate radio studios for the first time at four o'clock we'll look at some lines in college football and the nfl with wager mcgee at 425 p mace patrick mason from the daily reflector will join us at around 445 we'll talk to a couple of ecu baseball players ryan mccrystal and parker bird will join us in the pirate radio studios to recap the scrimmage with clemson they got virginia coming up we'll talk about some of the inner squad scrimmages and how things are looking for ecu baseball with ryan mccrystal and parker bird coming up later on on today's edition of pirate radio live also in the five o'clock hour uh long time listener our buddy steve hill will be here uh, talking about upward basketball uh do a little psa on upward basketball and let you know how uh kids can get involved and what that is all about chandler honeycutt will be manning that interview so really excited for that coming up in hour number three along the way we've got comments from mike houston jack powers elijah morris and the biff the biffer biff pogey pogey Biff Pogee, we'll hear from him coming up on the show as well. What happened to my Biff sheet? I just had it right here in front of me. Did you do something with it, Chandler? Oh, it's right there. Chandler Honeycutt is to my left. And man, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. Hey, Chandler. Hey, Clipper. HWMF. And, uh, that was uh, kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It, you were. I, did, I was like, well, maybe this is it. It has Biff Pogey all over the sheet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, right there I was like, maybe that's it. And I pointed at it, and you said, that's it. 
But I don't great blame recap you. of what just happened. I don't, I don't I don't blame you for losing it because I mean, can you just show the audience the the video audience of the stack of papers that you have? This is ridiculous. I mean, that, that is insane. And all these papers mean something to me. They all when, have some Do they really? There's got to be at least like three or four pa- pieces all right, of paper gonna, in there that means one. nothing. I'm going to pull one from the back. Then we'll just see what it is. Yeah, I would love It's probably like Michigan's pregame show. Um, no, it is a, no? a great ad for our next watch party that we're going to be having. Brought to you by up. Celsius. That's right. I have to keep that. Absolutely, you got to keep that. So that is very important. You want to do another one? <laughs> sure, let's do let's it. I love one. this game. Let's pull one more out of. This I love this here. game. Let's pull another one out. Reach into the middle. What we got? All right, this is hour three <laughs> okay. of the Bud Light pregame tailgate for ECU Marshall. Let's throw that out. No, because I can use it. I can reuse it. I can recycle it and use it. Uh, Maybe next my, year or the next time we play Marshall for my daily rundown or, or whatever. But uh, if this is still in That's there, that's like a book. Yeah, well, Chandler, some of us read books. Some of us are I intelligent. Don't. I don't. That's like a book. That is so many pieces of paper right there. So many trees. When did you start that collection? Do you, what do you, do you remember? Yeah, well, I mean, I remember. Well, now a good chunk of it is the, like, uh, I guess that right there. Game notes for ECU Rice. <laughs> I don't want to forget that game. Because yeah. if you forget I the was past, there. I, I can't remember. I can't forget it because I was there. If you forget the past, you're bound to repeat it or something like that. Uh, no, I just said I'm going to keep this stack going throughout football season, and then once football season is over, we'll do a clean out. We'll do a cleanse. Uh, Shirley Rhodes is here, and Yoey is in the house. Is that a new hat, Yoey? I like that. Black hat. It's got what do you call that thing? That little rope. I just call it a rope. Yeah. yeah, I just like that little rope. It's look. got the rope on the front. Good look. Good look. How you doing, Shirley? I'm doing fine. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, let's check in with the chat gang. Robert Matthews says hello to his friends at Pirate Radio. Hello. Hope all is well. Thank you, Robert, for that sentiment. Tyler will talk uh, Greenville baseball team in just a moment. Jamie says, "Hey now." Robert says, "Biff said he's eating forty sub dogs." Biff did say he is making the trip to Sub Dogs and is going to do a hot dog review. I heard that. And he's also going to go to Aces for Autism, the new facility they have out there outside of town. So uh, good for Biff. Going to be exploring Greenville. And if you explore Greenville, you have to go to Sub Dogs. Chandler, you want to know uh, something great about me? that you picked the jets over the eagles well i'm glad you brought that up because that was the pick of the year thank you but i feel like i can adapt i can grow as a human and as a person and talked about this with bryce harper yesterday bryce harper bryce harper you, you had Man, bryce that's harper a crazy guest when did that happen oh i didn't talk about it with bryce i talked about bryce oh. with mully Okay. Did I word that wrong? I was about to say, what did I miss yesterday? Do we have Bryce Harper on the show? Well, we had a big show. We had Alec Burleson. Before his game two. Shane Carton. (laughs) So, Bryce Harper, I I hate him, um, but I can respect him. ton of it? I have a ton of respect for Bryce Harper, and I'm I'm coming around on him. Am I coming around on Biff? Uh Uh-oh. Am I starting to like Biff? Are we starting to like Biff? I can't believe it. Is it because he's going to Sup Dogs and Aces for Autism? Maybe. 
he seems like a laid back guy. I, I got to give it to you. I'm starting to like Biff. He seems I hate like, to say it. But what is, I mean, he has all the money in the world. I know. So this is all kind of a joke to him. He has all the money in the world, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go to Greenville. And apparently he got a text about Sup Dogs and was like, you know what? I'm going to go and try a hot dog. I want to give a hot dog review at Sup Dogs, or as he said, the Sup Dogs. The sub dogs the like sub-dogs. the Ohio State. If Biff fails in football, it doesn't matter. He's can what fall back care? on whatever. But like any other coach, a coach, say Mike Houston, he is worried about you know his career, his coaching career. And if he fails at East Carolina, where does he jump back on? Can he be a head coach at an FCS school? Probably. He's or done he could, that and has succeeded sure, at that. He probably could because of his uh, great track record. Or could he be a coordinator, uh, you know, at a, a big-time school? Maybe, perhaps. But for Biff, for Trent Dilfer, like, these guys are just – they are literally shooting their shot. They're letting it all hang out. They don't care. For Biff, he's been there in the business world. For Trent Dilfer, he's Biff, – Biffness. He's, he's got a great Biffness going on. Trent Dilfer, he made himself uh, a Super Bowl champion. Well, his defense made him a Super Bowl champion, but – but he's a Super Bowl champion. He is. He's got, he's a got a lot of money. He worked for ESPN for years. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Uh, he said that. He said it. I wonder if we even have that soundbite. But he, he, he said it. lose games in the NFL and still win. And still win. And you cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Exactly. I mean, he said the truth. That's not a false statement. No. It's 100% correct. So, I mean, yeah, these, I mean, both those guys, Trent Dilfer, Biff Pogey, they're just like, this is like a hobby to them, yep. I feel like. This is like gardening or origami. Or like, yeah, or like playing golf or playing disc golf. Can you use playing, more examples? Or playing, I don't know, or bird watching. Shirley, or, you remember in the 90s, those things, it was like a, um, a rectangle board or a square and you put them up in like your kitchen or your living room and you had those little miniature things and everybody had them. You know what I'm talking about? They were like little little squares and you put little mess up there. I feel like it was popular in the 90s. Everybody had one at their house. Okay, That, that they a, put up in their kitchen? Like ours was in our kitchen at, at home. I don't know what you would call that. I can't. It's not ringing know, a bell to I me. Google. I don't even know how to Google what I just said. It was a lot of nonsense. Joey, what are your hobbies? Uh, I like to bowl. Yeah, lot. okay. I like bowling. So Biff coaching a Division One college football team is the equivalent to Joey going out and uh, and slinging the ball down the lane a few times. Yeah. That's all it is. Everybody understand? Biff, a high school, I believe I read that he was like a history teacher. You read that? I read it somewhere. Should I believe it? Was it in here? It should be. That book of whatever that is. But, like, I heard, I I read that he was a history teacher. Of course, had great programs at St. Francis up in Maryland. Made his way up to Jim Harbaugh's staff up in Michigan. And then he's the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers who are looking to turn around their program. And this year, they're about like the Pirates. Uh, one win on the season. And that win against an FCS team. We'll hear from Biff later on in the show. Jamie says he's still hung over from yesterday's great show. What a great show. Well, that's the thing. You can't rest on your laurels. You got to get up the next day. You got to put together another great show. Well, here's the thing about Jamie is Jamie loves Tuesdays anyway, and that's just with Coach Mack, Molly, 
and then Bryce Williams in the five o'clock hour, and then we added on Shane Carden. We added on Alec Burleson. So I'm sure he is hungover after that great show that we had yesterday. Well, you better get right and get right fast because we have a great show today. And coming up tomorrow, we have a Hall of Fame show because we will be talking to the new ECU inductees, Seth Manus and Rod Coleman. Awesome. And we'll be talking to Miss Debbie Charles, wife of the late great voice, Jeff Charles. Right. Plus, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. It'll be a Hall of Fame Thursday coming up on pirate radio live that is fitting that is as it is hall of fame induction weekend and also homecoming for ecu and charlotte coming up two o'clock we'll be with you at 10 o'clock for the bud light pregame tailgate and get your respect clause ready because a ton of it we'll have a ton of respect coming up thursday because it will be ecu men's basketball media day tomorrow morning so we'll have comments from mike schwartz the coaches and players coming up thursday as well want to give a shout out to kaz in the youtube chat Got out of my dentist appointment right on time. No cavities. Here we go, Cass. Way to floss, buddy. Zero. Zero cavities. Zero. They asked the dentist, hey, hey, dentist, hey, Mr. Dentist Man, how many cavities do I have? Zero. Yeah, right. zero. Zero cavities. You got zero cavities. I hate to stereotype, but if your dentist talks like that, I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, I'd be very <laughs> And again, concerned. I'm from Winterville, like... Everybody I knew growing up tall like that? 44 to there. 44 to there. <laughs> How many teeth per cavities? What's the ratio? Teeth per cavities right now? 44 to there. All right, great. Excellent. You got a root canal? <laughs> there. You got a wisdom tooth there you that I'm a little worried tooth. about. Let me grab the pliers. That tooth's got as much wisdom as I do. Jamie says, at least get a binder clip. Organize those papers. Mind your business. These papers ain't hurting you. They ain't hurting nobody. They're fine. They're good. They give me comfort. It's like a... The fact that you hit those papers and you're still about two feet from the table is crazy. It's like a blanket. It's like a comfort <laughs> blanket for me. It's like a stuffed animal. I need these papers. They may... If I was doing this show without these papers, I would feel naked, naked up here. Yeah. yeah. And afraid. Ah, uh, let's see. Robert Matthews said, I told DB Sunday the Patriots traded Mac Jones. He proceeded to go out and give up a Charles Boulevard bomb. Jeez, is that a true story? That can't be true. Hey, could you not heckle our own guys, Robert? <laughs> and then they're giving up bombs to Clemson? Ah, man. Tyler said Biff doing more for Greenville in a weekend than most. Jamie said, I was going to say, is Biff trying to take over Greenville? Mike P, bottom line here, Mike P, you said it. He said, I like Biff, still can't lose to him. Of course not. We lose to Biff. It's Super Bowl. It's over. We lose to Biff. We are in a world of hurt. Newton says, Biff is my new hero. Cass said, imagine Biff on Pirate Radio. Robert said, Robert Dietrich said, I'm starting to like Biff too. I hate myself. Biff has turned it around. So when Biff. What and, a turnaround by Biff. So, like, when Biff goes out for the pregame warm ups, is he going to get a resounding, like, applause? Biff, yeah. Biff, 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 Biff. What happens? You tell me. What happens if Biff beats the Pirates on Saturday? What happens? Well, just looking your crystal we ball. have a terror we have a terrible angry fifth quarter of course that's guaranteed um there are no changes we go to the press conference tuesday how's everybody doing we got to get better we were in the game in the fourth quarter nothing happens 
No changes? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I was just asking. I just I was wondering if you had maybe like a crystal ball that you could look into. Let me ask you this. Is there any visions of EC versus Charlotte on Saturday? Nah. Um, I know you kind of watch games in your mind. I haven't seen a vision. Ahead of time. Yet. I just wanted to ask if you had seen any visions, any interceptions, any touchdowns, any kickoff returns, anything from this Saturday's game? No? Mm-mm. All right. I, I need something to to be at least halfway excited about with ECU football, and right now I just ain't got it. I should say uh, the defense gets me excited. I could see, I could see some ferocious defense being played by the Pirates on Saturday. Ferocious day. Yeah, I could see that. I'm I'm seeing that right now. Boy, did Robert roast of danny bill continues he said at meet the pirates sunday i told my son as db was sitting in front of me make sure you get your savages autograph <laughs> robert's just roasting danny bill i'm just glad to know danny bill's alive because we haven't I'm, seen I'm, him i'm anymore. actually starting to i'm starting to forget who danny bill is yeah i saw him i talked to him on uh last game day he's doing well awesome great like i used to see him as like a colleague as a mm-hmm you confidant know, as a confidant a road dog and now i'm starting to see him as a ec pitcher again that's what i used to see him as before he started interning with us but like he got here and he was starting to come every week almost every single day during the week and i was like man this is like a you know a a, a co-worker of mine this is a like you said clip a confidant and now i'm like Oh, he's just an ECU pitcher. He's just a dude. He's just, he's a jag. He's just another guy. Just another guy. <laughs> he's a jag. How about you go to trivia and stop worrying if other I'm people going go. to trivia? Oh. I'm excited. You going tonight? I'm going tonight. All right. I like that. I don't okay. know. You don't know what? Oh, because Chandler looks like he don't want me on his team right no, now. No, I trust me. Chandler I does. In fact, he, Chandler might be splitting off again. Yeah, I might. And we'll we'll talk, we'll talk about, about, about it. We'll, we'll talk about, about that. that we'll talk about off air business. I got you. I got you. But we got business. I'm there tonight. I got we you. got business to take care of. Let's stand on business tonight. But like I've been begging you to come to trivia the past like two or three weeks. I know, man. man I just get my hands tied. Hey. But today I made all plans out the way. We're going to AJ's tonight at eight. And to be honest, my teammates on 100. percent They've been asking, "Hey, where's Joey?" They have been. They have been asking, I "Where did, is Joey?" I did at? see one of them at the game. I don't know if you remember seeing me, but I did see him. There you go. All right. All right. Mike P. You ready for some Mike P. Rhyme time? We got to take a break, get to Zach Kaplan, but uh, we'll wrap it up with this. <laughs> Mike P. says, if we lose the Biff, the season is dead. It's stiff. He said, I'll be miffed if we lose the Biff. If we lose the Biff, we've struck out on the season. We've whiffed. Thank you, Mike P. You are a poet. Jamie says uh, he misses DB. He's good on the mic. And we can try to get ECU baseball news from him. I miss him, too. I can't disagree with that. I miss him, too. Where are you? Where are you? I miss him, too. I, wish I miss here. you. But he ain't here. But I'll tell you who will be here. Ryan McChrystal and Parker Bird later on the show. And when we return, the debut of <laughs> Zach Kaplan, WNCT Channel 9. We'll get to know Zach, talk some sports with him. Maybe do a little guest the line. Ken Watlington usually joins us here on Wednesday. He is in a deep Braves depression. He's somewhere like in a cave He's right now. He's in a dungeon We somewhere. can't find him. Uh, but Zach will join us coming up. We'll get to know him, talk some sports when we return. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offers service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Michael Winstead. Father of Isaiah Winstead checking in with us on YouTube. Hello, Michael. Was texting with your son last week and uh, said he was doing good and still grinding and ready to uh, get his opportunity to play on a Sunday or uh, Monday with the San Francisco 49ers. Speaking of which, Shirley saw a tweet today that the whole Nailers yo-yo continues and he has been released from the seahawks he has been released again um by the uh, seahawks and and this is uh something that does happen quite often whenever there's an injury they need to pick up and make some room shuffle some people around they will release and then re-sign players uh so hopefully he'll be called back we don't know uh because i mean he just literally got signed what last week or over the weekend i think it yeah, was late last week yeah late last week or over the weekend and uh and now he's uh been released again by the seahawks but uh they they like him they're not i don't think it's going to be a situation where they're just saying goodbye to him it's probably one of those procedural things the nfl has some really sticky rules about how many people you can have on the practice yeah, squad uh, and they kind of have to show numbers it yes yeah, a numbers game and uh unfortunately in this particular case it's uh you know with holton being a quarterback they kind of have to move him around too so we'll see what happens we'll keep an eye on it and if there's an update we'll let you know all right um we will welcome in for the first time zach kaplan the newest member of the wnct channel 9 sports team and zach joins us today in ken watlington's absence mike p on youtube said is watlington doing the aaron <laughs> Rodgers dark cave retreat is he doing Hi- some ayahuasca, ayahuasca? Uh, where's Ken Watlington? Have you checked in on him, uh, Zach? Is he doing all right? Yes, he is. Uh, he is in Southern California, so he's got a uh, better better weather than the rest <laughs> of us. Uh, I'm sure he is still mourning the Braves, but uh, that is where he is. So okay, he's 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 accounted for. He's good. Good. He's good. not in a darkness hole or something in the in the Oregon woods or something like uh, Rogers <laughs> did, but he is. Uh, that's where he is. Or, or or maybe Southern Cal is where the good ayahuasca is. <laughs> I heard that's where you get the good stuff. Uh, all right, Zach. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit today, and uh, you are working uh, with the legendary Brian Bailey over at WNCT Channel Nine. How long have you been here in Greenville so far? I got here the um, first week of October, so right uh, that week of the bye week. Uh, I got here like probably the middle of that week. So I was hoping I would, uh, you know, I'd come in and uh, ECU would just turn their season around. Yeah, yeah. you know, bring in a little magic, uh, but not, not, not yet. Maybe, uh, maybe that'll happen on Saturday. Uh, so where are you from originally, and uh, and where'd you go to school and, and all that? Where where have you been before here? Well, where haven't I been? I grew up in the Boston area, so a spoiled, rotten sports fan growing up it was kind of like coming of age when all of the teams were winning, mm. and now they are not. So I'm kind of reconciling with that poor spoiled me. Yeah. And then went to Penn State, uh, got there, 
like, like I mentioned, I was hoping to bring success, uh, hoping ECU could find themselves. When I got to Penn State that first fall, they won the Big Ten Championship with Trace hmm. McSorley and Saquon Barkley. So I was hoping that could happen here. Jury's still out. Another Penn State guy. We've had Alex Walker and Tyler Feldman roll yeah. through here. Yep. And I um, uh, got to know them well. So yeah, do you know them, gentlemen, at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're both awesome. Uh, both guys I've known for a few years now. Uh, just going through the pipeline. Hopefully uh, can live up to the level that they that they were uh, when it comes to local sports. But, uh, you know, time will tell. Speaking of uh, sub dogs, uh, Alex on YouTube said, Biff told his team to enjoy the hotel team meal. I'll be going to sub dogs. Not bad. Hey, he's the head coach. He can do what he wants. I still need to go. So that's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been there yet. I know. Wait till Biff's there and go check him out. Now I want to. (laughs) Now that I know he's going. going. We did a uh, Tyler Feldman and I. We did like an entire, I wish I had this, like a report card. Is it Champs up there? Yes. Uh, we did a Champs versus Sub Dogs. And like, because they were up in that Barstool Best Bar thing a few yeah, years ago. I think they went head to head. And uh, the championship. We got Feldman's rankings on that. And uh, <laughs> we did a lot of fun stuff with Feldman back in the day. He's an interesting character. Feldman's feelings was one heck of a second. <laughs> it was. People miss it and people are glad it's gone all at the same time. Do like Caps Corner or something. I don't know. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. Caps Corner. That's a great idea. Caps Corner. Uh, <laughs> how have you enjoyed uh, your time here so far? It's been great. Uh, I've. So I just moved from Montana. That's where I was with my last station out there. So you got any questions about that, about uh, going out there? If viewers have any questions, they're trying to plan a trip. Um, I just did three years out there and I uh, was covering uh, FCS, high-level FCS football. Bozeman? And where were you? I was where? in Missoula. Missoula. So Missoula and Bozeman hate each other. Yeah. They're arch rivals and uh, they'll often refer to each other by city, just uh, the disdain of the other school. So that was a lot of fun, but excited to be back east. Uh, like I said, grew up in Boston. So nice to be back closer to home robert's asking where is your accent at from uh your boston accent what are you talking about okay so it's uh, there. there it is my okay. what my what <laughs> what my what all right we found the sub dogs are by at least are the hot dogs wow so it's there but i guess your media training uh you've you've been able to lose it along the way of course yes yeah. I've, I've lost the accent that's you know, fantastic yeah, we're good so you, you've been here a couple can you of... understand us southern folk at all yeah do you hear when you we under... talk like this how do, you how know do you... what i'm saying <laughs> i'll admit do we need a translator <laughs> there was uh there was one guy I was, I was shooting a game i won't say which game last week and there was one guy talking to me and i had no idea what you i, I just kind of nodded along to this you could say like... what school was it tell us <laughs> oh man was it dh conley no well, it wasn't uh, no okay. it wasn't um, I'll, I'll just say it was uh yeah it was uh, it was a school in the area that was just a <laughs> guy was, was just being nice and i kind of did the the seinfeld thing with like the, the woman is a low talker where you're just like said, nodding yeah. along and just saying yeah so that was the one instance so far i, I could not understand the you guy. agreed to wear a, p- a puffy pirate shirt here on the, on the show <laughs> uh you've been here a couple of weeks now zach and i like asking people that move to eastern north carolina from different places especially up north uh what's the culture shock been like for you that's that's certainly been and talking with friends that have uh been asking how the move is and stuff that's certainly something that's been a lot different uh people are definitely nicer the drivers are definitely worse i'll say that but um the people are awesome there's a lot more 
here, the, especially coming from Montana, not just coming from Boston or Penn State that are like bigger places. So that's certainly been an adjustment and just, uh, you know, just getting to know people around here, uh, getting to know how passionate people are about sports, uh, trying not to come off as a know-it-all because I don't and uh, just uh, kind of learning along the way and coming in mid-football season certainly throws a wrinkle on that. If you are a know-it-all or even if you're not, you should come out Wednesday nights uh, to AJ Murphy's and play some sports trivia with us. I do it every please. Wednesday. I love, I, I love sports trivia. Come on out. Used to go every uh, used to go every Wednesday at Penn State too. Or All Thursday. Right. So. All right. Well, come Tonight, on back. eight o'clock. Perfect. Perfect. McMurphy's. Sounds great. Uh, Nick says Zag must have been at. East Duplin. Now we're all just going to guess what high school he was at when he couldn't understand. Um, <laughs> Jamie wanted, can you play the score clip, Shirley, again and see if he can understand the score that the guy said on the uh, fifth quarter? <laughs> when ECU blanked Gardner Webb. Do we have that? 44 to zero. You got that? <laughs> do you know, do I need to translate? He said 44 to zero. <laughs> 44 zero. to zero. But what he said is 44 zero. to zero. 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 Zier. Zier. Yep. Is that like a Zier. new version of the Veer? Or is that a, is that a new new offense that they're running? <laughs> <laughs> they're running the Zier, I heard, down over there in uh, East Duplin. There, there you go. There, there you go. go. Uh, Tyler says he's a professional clip. Maybe that's why I was so shocked he lost his accent. Not a lot of professionalism <laughs> around here. Kaz said, I like this guy. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good. good. You don't, but you don't know him yet. I know. They might hate him. Give me time. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't formed an opinion yet. I'll let you know. It's, it's early. Yeah, it's it's early. I, mean, I tell you what. I, right me, now, you're trending in the right direction. I'll say that. Okay, I, I tell you what makes me like you, Zach, is that you got high praise from the one and only, the goat, Brian Bailey, on Monday after his show. He told me that, or he was talking to me and Clip, and we were trying to get you on for this week's show, and he he had a lot of high praise for you. So if you have a lot of high praise from Brian Bailey, that's pretty good. Has so, he yelled at you yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm. But it's early, yeah. like I said. So, uh, no, I appreciate that. And he's been dealing with some health issues. Wait till yeah. he gets uh, healthy and and the Cowboys lose two in a row. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be rough, but uh, great guy. He's good this week. That uh, close one over the Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> but I was yeah. nervous there for a minute. That would have been two in a row. So now you want Dallas to win just so your boss will be nice to you at work. That's a tough spot to be in. Well, I'm not worried because regular season is good. True. It's all I mean, about what happens in the post. I mean, by January, they'll probably when be a rough week. To get worry, yeah. yeah, there'll be a rough week in there. Whenever that, whenever the divisional round is this year. Uh, Josh says Zach, the bar uh, for Tyler Feldman to be like Feldman is incredibly low. So you've got a <laughs> low bar. Josh was not a Feldman fan. I know that. Um, Mike P says, "Quick test. Simply ask Zach to go over yonder and see what he does." <laughs> hey, could you go over yonder? Go over real yonder. Quick? <laughs> <laughs> is that Craven County? Is that, it could. Yes. Is that Raleigh? It could be, yes. Or it could just be like it could right, be right over, over there on that couch right there. Over yonder. So there. Is it go. over to Sup Dogs when Biff walks in? Sure. Over yonder. yonder. Go over yonder. Perfect. Yonder is a big umbrella of where it could exactly be. All right. Um, while Zach's here, next summer he could be covering some area baseball, some uh, local summer league baseball, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And did you see, Chandler, that the Coastal Plain League <laughs> tweeted out today that after oh, receiving God. more than 450 responses and over 350 unique name submissions for the Greenville Name Your Team contest, the five finalists have been revealed. Those finalists are the Greenville Ball Hogs, the Greenville Booty, the Greenville Garden Gnomes, the Greenville Scallywags, and the Greenville Peg Legs. So those are the five. I guess you can vote on. It'll be one of those five. Yeah. 
How do you feel? I'm not a fan of any of the choices there. If I had to choose one of the five choices there, I would probably go Scallywags. I think that kind of fits the mold here, which, I mean, there's a lot of choices there that fits the mold here in, in eastern North Carolina, especially with East Carolina University being right here in the backyard. Um, what ha- I mean, a lot of people I'm, a lot of people liked the Greenville Greenies. I think they yeah. all suck. You know, they like all suck. I, I, I highly disagree with the, the, the choices. First of all, my I still stick by my idea, which was G Vegas gamblers. It makes it easy. You can throw up a pair of fuzzy dice on a hat. That makes it look cool. And gambling will be legal in North Carolina next year, right? Right. So well, it should be, yeah. So, so, so we can I bet mean, on these summer league games. Right. So, I mean, that was, that was my idea. I thought it was great. Even the Greenville Greenies, even though I think it's kind of... Eh, it's tacky. It's kind of tacky, but at but the same time, right? but it has history. Yeah, and I, I was kind of lukewarm on it. And that's but, kind of a taboo baseball term, right? Because wasn't that a term for like the uppers they used to use back in the day, greenies? I want to say uh, you may be right on that. But the only one out of the five that I would even remotely, and that is a very remote choice would be the greenville booty because then yes. you can put it's two little butt cheeks I, on oh, their forehead there you go oh i the mean hats. the hats put the two little butt cheeks on yeah. the hat cody on facebook uh we posted this uh, about two hours ago and a lot of people have commented Com- uh, cody says that he had a suggestion of the greenville pit masters pit county yeah, pit masters right. barbecue um, I think that not would, a bad idea. I think I, at this point you got to go garden gnomes. Just bite the bullet, <laughs> Greenville garden gnomes. Because it's so it's like, out there. Yeah, I saw Big Dog po- uh, post on X earlier uh, the alliteration, yeah. and you know I just triple I, G, I, triple G, and it would be a cool hat. Uh, I'd rather have a booty on my hat. I'd rather have. Can you do a garden gnome two giveaway? Two little butt cheeks. I, I want again. two little butt cheeks on my forehead. Can you do a garden gnome giveaway? If you, yeah. If you do that, absolutely. That'd be cool. Your mascot can, would be a gnome. Yes. Can I read uh, halftime? Can somebody Steve's? can can somebody dress up as a gnome and run around the <laughs> ball field or something? All right. Read halftime, Steve's. All right. So halftime, Steve said, "I've got an idea for the name of the new baseball team. They could be the Nads, the Greenville Nads. So you can say go Nads." Go oh. Nads! I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've come onto this program <laughs> and we're saying things like that. If I had to pick one of the final, if I had to pick one, it would probably be peg legs. Because at least there's a, you, you can make the guy's leg out of a baseball bat. Like there is some things you can do. It makes it really easy for TV if they do go with booty. Because then <laughs> when the team is playing badly, I mean the jokes tell themselves. That's true. Yeah. Well, not the team yeah. Was booty, that that was booty. Yeah. Well, that was the first thing that I thought of was. Booty, it would sound funny if I did it on the Buccaneer Music Hour school board. Yeah, booty's three. Isn't booty like in pirate terms like treasure? Yeah. Yes, yes, but I am not using it in that context. That's the irony. I know. (sighs) Yeah, not great. Peg legs if I had to pick, but they all all stink. You're going peg legs. I'm going garden gnomes. You're going scallywags. scallywags. I just think it's silly to call them a garden. You're nine. going booty. We like booty. And y'all, I, I'm, I'm totally booty. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Team yeah. booty. Bootied up. Team booty. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, we'll do a little guess the line. We'll see if Zach's Patriots can win a game. Oh, God. Probably not going to happen this week. Nope. Um, And I've got the line for Panthers versus bye. 
Interesting line. By minus 14. <laughs> yeah. Got the bylines. They already won. Show. I mean, they already <laughs> took out. A, we already got a couple injuries. They're winning already. Wow. You should beat off. Thank you, Coach Ruff. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Zach Kaplan rejoins us after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with our very own Clip Rock. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. And uh, Pirate fans, did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults that are right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Well, Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi, thank you, Shirley. Yoey in the house. Chan Man to my left. And Zach Kaplan, WNCT Channel 9, joining us for the first time here on the show today uh let's do a lightning round i like on wednesdays to get back into the nfl week and see what's going on this weekend uh, so let's go around the horn just uh, y'all holler out what you think the spread is and then i'll tell you what it is starting with jaguars saints coming up thursday night in the superdome uh jaguars minus three and a half i'm gonna go lightning round all right let me go jags too saints two saints one and i think a lot of that has to do with trevor lawrence because he has an injury that and may not play all right raiders at bears now this one who are the quarterbacks in this game so you've got that badgent guy is that his name bagent we might get peterman (laughs) for who both teams what if peterman goes all-time quarterback all-time quarterback What is the guy's name? Because Garoppolo's not playing either. Might be, it, a, uh, might be Aiden O'Connell. O- O'Connell. I think that's right, yeah. O'Connell versus Bajan. Or Brian Hoyer, who came in for Jimmy G. Just pick night. a random Caucasian quarterback and put him in. <laughs> I'm still going to go. I'm going to go Raiders minus one and a half. All right. What do y'all got? Raiders one. Is it in, is it in Vegas? It's in Chicago. I'll go Bears two and a half. Raiders three. Wow. Why? I don't know. I don't know how you even make a line in this game. All right, Browns, Colts. Once again, quarterback is Watson playing. I guess it'll be Minshew starting for the Colts, Anthony right? Anthony Richardson out the rest of the year with a shoulder Colts, surgery. Right? What a shame. What a shame. This is in Indy. Gardner Minshew for the Colts. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, Browns. Nah, man, this is awful. Pick them. I don't know. Pick them. Colts won. 
Uh, let me go Browns two. Browns two and a half. Nice. It's going to keep flipping. Browns defense. That will it travel to Indy? Bills at Patriots. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Bills at least nine and a half. Oh, nine and a half, Chandler. Uh, let me go. Bills eight. Okay. I'll split you guys. I'll say Bills eight and a half. Bills eight and a half. He knows his team. <laughs> Sadly, uh, he knows his team. I knew it was moving right around eight nine. So um, we'll X. get to the Patriots questions another time because I got a lot of them. But how about my team, the Commanders, on the road, coming off a win at the G-Men? All right. So you had your notes out last week. What does the note say for a road game after a road win? After Ron Rivera was on the hot seat. Usually this spells <laughs> giant, fat, stupid L. <laughs> That's what it usually spells. But Chandler, I've kind of, I've changed my ways a little bit. When do we have our, when were we yelling at each other? Monday? About yes. Washington? About let me cheer for your team because yeah. you don't have any faith in them? Yeah. All right, what's the line? Uh, I'm going to go Commanders 3. All Commanders right. 2.5. All right. Commanders 4. Commanders two and a half. And by the way, you're in luck, people. This game will be shown on WNCT Channel 9. Commanders. <laughs> the entire state of North Carolina will get this game. I don't have cable. No one's more <laughs> excited than you to watch it. Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't know if excited is the word. Falcons at Bucks. Yeah, this is uh, an important game in the NFC South and a crappy game overall. Who do you got? I got the Falcons minus two and a half. On the road, okay. Uh, Falcons three and a half on the road. Okay, Bucks one and a half. Bucks two and a half. That makes sense. Whoever's at home, just make them a slight favorite, and then see what happens. Flip a coin before you make your bet. When do the Falcons go to Heineke? That's a serious question. It's Heineke. Not a joke. No, I mean, I, Would you rather I, I have Heineke or Ritter right now? I'd rather have Lamar Heineke Jackson. Who's won games before? They could have had Lamar all off season. Didn't do it. Who Falcons? Yep. yep. Ah, well, they're stuck with what they're stuck with. All right, love this game. Lions at Ravens. Hmm. I love any Lions game Lions right now. at Ravens. Give me the Lions one and a half. You lion. What do you got? I'm going to say I'm gonna say Ravens three, and I'm going to take Lions plus the three. All right, and Zach. Ravens two. Ravens three. Yeah. They can't. They're not ready to make the Lions road favorites quite yet yeah. in Baltimore. I've seen so much Lions arguments talking about whether they're better than the Eagles or not. It's it's fun. Hmm. I'm not Which ready to not. I'm not ready to give I'm it not, to them either. I'm not giving them no, that. There's lots of people trying that. to. Like, let the Lions be good. Why we got to. I think they're top four in the NFC easily. 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 Maybe top three. Top four in the NFL. Eh. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Steelers at Rams. This is tricky, man. Steelers at Rams. I'll give the Rams two and a half. All right. I don't know. Steelers off a bye. Yeah. Rams off a win. Uh, Rams two and a half. Rams three and a half. Rams three. We'll split that one. And I want to take the Rams, but Steelers are great as a dog. How much uh, terrible towel is going to be waving in that stadium? coming up a lot 75 percent. yeah i'll go 75 they could play an ice <coughs> and steelers fans would show up cardinals at seahawks how high can they make this one seahawks coming off a dreadful loss to the Bengals, where it seemed like i was watching red zone and they always had the ball in Bengals territory and only scored like 13 points seahawks five and a half okay 
I'll say seven and a half, Seattle. All right. Chandler? I'm going to go six, it Seattle. Is eight. It is eight. Crap game here. Packers at Broncos. Mm. Super Bowl rematch. From 1998. Many moons ago. Year I was born. <laughs> Me too. That's how I knew. Um, Packers three. All right. Packers two and a half. Mm, no love for Denver. Packers one. And they don't deserve any love. It is Packers one. Chargers at Chiefs. The Chargers are the Chargers. Chiefs four and a half. All right. Chiefs five. Okay. Chiefs three. Chiefs five and a half. Wow. Still, I think that's some respect for the Chargers. And I think the Chargers can win this game. Just yeah, that, like they can lose every high. game. Uh, Sunday night football, Dolphins at Eagles. Great game. Who's the favorite? Dolphins at Eagles. In Philly. Um, I'll go Eagles. Two and a half. All right, Chandler. I'm going to go Dolphins road favorites by Ooh, one and a half. Okay, Zach. Eagles one. Eagles two. Mm. And I like Philly. Even though. Yeah, I hope Philly wins. They're coming off a loss. That's why I like Philly. Niners coming off a loss in Minnesota. Monday Night Football. Kirk Nin- Cousins in prime time. Mm, gotta love it. Niners four. Niners three. Niners five and a half. Y'all got way too much respect for Minnesota. It is Niners seven. Mm. Niners seven. Brandon on YouTube said, "How the hell did my Eagles lose to the freaking Jets?" Well, ask, I mean, ask Clip because he chose them. them. Hey, listen, Clip last picked. Friday I told you something. <laughs> it, something was a little fishy. The Eagles weren't going to go undefeated. They were going to lose a game somewhere, and I had that feeling. And that feeling was Jalen Hurts is going to throw three interceptions and. Gen, and a crucial one late, and the Jets were going to win that game. I'm going to just uh, – I might not make any more picks. I think I want that to be one of my last picks ever because that was a good pick. Remember last week I said, y'all just want to scrap the picks? Yeah, no. And then we did them. It's a good thing we did it because we would have never had that moment. <laughs> and I rose to the occasion. All right, Zach, a uh, couple minutes. We'll let you get out of here. Um, you just saw they were talking about the Celtics on TV. You said that was your only hope for a championship for teams this year. For for pro teams. What about Penn State? Huge one on Saturday. Yeah. They have not won in Columbus since 2008. It's been 15 years. Wow. And I don't know what's going to I don't know what's going to happen this year either. The interesting thing is this is the last time they regularly play the Buckeyes because next year when you add Oregon, Washington, and the LA schools, it's only going to be every two or three years. So this might be the last time they go to Columbus yeah, for like stinks. three or four years at least, wow. maybe longer. They have those future schedules out, right? Like yes. Who does Penn State play next year? Do you know off the top of your head? They, I know with the new schools, they go to USC, they host Washington, that will be and cool. they host UCLA. Okay. And then I think they go to Wisconsin, who's been bad this year, new coach, and um, want to say the rest of them are kind of. I'm just glad but. Penn State and Ohio State are playing because I have not paid attention to Big Ten football all year. I just can't get into a... You haven't needed to until this week. Right, yeah. Minnesota, Wisconsin, or... Man, that Iowa... We'll talk about it with Wager McGee here in a second. (laughs) That Iowa-Minnesota over-under is like 31 and a half. Good gracious. That is crazy. It's like the lowest in college football in years. You gotta sprinkle a little something. On the over? Yeah. (sighs) 
Or or just go first half under, and then you can watch the drive chart when it says punt eight times in a pump, row. Pump, 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 pump. And you'll feel real good. My goodness. All right, Zach, when can we see you on uh, – my parents are big Channel 9 watchers. I saw you on TV yesterday, I want to say. I hope it wasn't too scarring no, to you visually. It was fantastic. <laughs> no. Well, but if you could wear like a hood over your face and just talk, <laughs> that, that would just be cool. <laughs> a ski mask. Yeah, that'd be great. No, uh, when are you on TV again? Uh, you can watch us. Uh, I'll, I'll be on tomorrow night, uh, 5, 6, and 11. Uh, we'll have uh, your sports updates for you. Tomorrow's a busy one. Like you guys mentioned, the basketball media day, uh, North Pitt, West Craven, high school ball, and then uh, getting you ready for the weekend and uh, touchdown Friday on Channel 9. So be awesome. busy. Get, get, see, I already know what to say. It's good. I'm getting right in the. the yeah. The got the lingo down I'm, I'm, I'm getting there last question uh what high school were you working at last weekend, weekend? <laughs> oh, we'll save that for off the air uh if ken wildington does not return from his ayahuasca trip uh zach will we'll get you but we'll definitely get you back on again to talk sports awesome fun. and zach your homework is to tell somebody to go over yonder yeah okay we'll maybe, maybe i'll tell bailey next time i see him <laughs> brandon says what is the line for ecu charlotte that line i actually know it off the top of my head at last check was seven yeah, that's so, still seven. Started yeah. at nine and went down to seven. ECU favored by seven against the 49ers. We'll, uh, we'll get Wager McGee's pick in that game and talk more college football and NFL with him in hour number two. Also, Patrick Mason from the Reflector and Pirate Baseballers Ryan McChrystal and Parker Bird coming up. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this. I would be complex, I would be cool They say I played the field before I found someone to commit to You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, Thinking about takeout tonight, uh, Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pasta, salads and homemade desserts place your order online or call 689-6330 and familiar will have your order ready in their convenient drive-through window for pickup finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from familiar familiar on fire tower road near Pitt community college now let's head back in to prl here's clip sausage and green peppers the answer to the question what is the pizza of the week i had it last night it was phenomenal Really so, enjoyed it. I think I'm going to get it tomorrow night. Have they had a pepperoni and banana pepper one yet? I'm sure they have in the past. Perhaps. Okay. There I just need a, to know when they do it because I want that one. There's also a deal they got going on. You can get a large pizza uh-huh. and a dozen wings for 22 bucks. Large pizza and a dozen wings for 22 bucks. Shut the front right. door. Yep. Sounds good. Familiar. Right there. Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Chandler, if I was asked you to... In four words, tell me what Halloween Express is. What would you say? Four it, words. It is a superstore. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I was going to go Greenville's premier Halloween superstore. 
Halloween Express right next to Target in Greenville. Masks, costumes, decor, and more for adults and kids. Owned and operated by Lisa and Clay Cartwright, celebrating 25 years in business as Greenville's local premier Halloween superstore, Halloween Express. And we will head out to that Halloween Express live line right now and talk to Wager McGee. Get you ready for the college football and NFL weekend. Wager, how you doing today, man? We got Cliff. How are you? Doing good and uh, getting ready for a showdown. I've been calling this East Carolina Super Bowl wager because you've got two teams here uh, that have one win, both coming against FCS opponents, both teams looking for their first FBS win, Charlotte and East Carolina. At last check, East Carolina, a seven-point favorite in the game, total in the low 40s. Could be ugly wager, but somebody's got to win it. Uh, can the Pirates get in the win column in the American for the first time this year? Uh, I think they do, yeah. Actually, uh, I, I kind of like ECU to cover, and actually I know that both offenses are struggling uh, quite a bit um, when you look at the stats and everything. Uh, you know, ECU is uh, 123rd, I think, in, in offense, and, and uh, Charlotte's 125th, but um, you know, I, last time ECU had a spot like this where they were coming off of tougher competition and and uh, going against defenses that weren't great. They scored 28 against App State, and then the, they followed up with 44 against Gardner-Webb. So I think there may be value, a little bit of value on the over as well there just because it's based off the games that uh, that the, both of the teams have played. And even Charlotte's played some really tough, uh, tough games so far this year too, so. All right, that's coming up 2 o'clock on Saturday. We'll be with you 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Showdown in Greenville. How about a showdown in Columbus, uh, Wager? And uh, in your notes, you say Penn State, Ohio State is simple. James Franklin is great at covering versus bad teams, but cannot do it uh, in the primetime matchups. In fact, James Franklin has been accused or uh, or I guess has been applauded for, depending on your perspective, scoring really when he didn't even need to to cover spreads against lesser opponents, right? So I guess you like James Franklin uh, in those type of games, but you're going to take the Buckeyes here at home against Penn State. Yeah, he's, he's great in those situations. Again, he's you know he's 6-0 against the spread this year, but he's got a reputation for that. He scored late. I think the first week of the season against West Virginia, a lot of people thought last week was a bad spot for him against an overmatched UMass team, laying 42 and a half, and they beat them 63 to nothing. I think they scored 28 or 35 points in the second half there. So, but he is, uh, you know, he's two and 11 on the road against top 25. He's 0 and 9 on the road against top 10. Here we have top five Ohio State. He's 1 and 11. He's 1 and 8 against Ohio State. So, um, the last two years hasn't fared well at all. Lost 44-31 and also uh, 33-24. So, I, I, I mean, I think I'm just trusting the trusting the the series there. And, uh, it's kind of the same way with that Notre Dame Ohio State game that until Penn State can prove that they can beat a top five, top ten team, especially here on the road, uh, I'm going to keep trusting Ohio State. And they actually got some good work the last few weeks. So, you know, they're. Three and one against spread last four. Notre Dame was three, three and a half, depending. So it could be three zero and one. And last week against Purdue, actually got the backup quarterback some good work there too. So offenses look good. Um, you know, and it's a high, historically a high scoring game. So in the total forty seven and a half might be some value there, but definitely trusting Ohio State laying the 
I think it's three and a half or four somewhere. So it, it keeps coming down a little bit. But uh, I'll take it. I'll take Ohio State until James Franklin proves he can beat a ranked team. That's the headliner at noon. The big 330 game, I feel like, is under the radar. Then again, Alabama has kind of been under the radar this year after suffering the loss early to Texas. I haven't lost since then. But Wager, they're kind of, they're not the same fun Alabama. They don't have the Judy and Waddle and Jamison Williams and Devontae Smith and just the, the fun, high-powered offense. So, kind of getting lost in the shuffle here, but they're 6-1. and one, Huge home game against Tennessee. Now, you have faded Bama. You, you said they would lose two or three games this year, and it looks like you're going to be uh, going against them in this game against Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know if they'll lose straight up, so I that one may be coming in two weeks. They're off next week, and then they play LSU at home, and they're going to have to score points in that one. But you know, this one's definitely not going to be the fifty-two forty-nine game, or the you know the the series has been really high scoring. It's fifty-two twenty-four the year before that. Um, you know, so there's been a whole lot of points put on, but both these teams are different. They want to run the ball, they don't pass that much, and both. Rush defenses are very good. Tennessee's number 20 versus the run. And Alabama's ver- is 18 versus run. And your total's only 49. This total's been 50, 60, whatever else. It's, you know, it's up there. Alabama's offensive line is struggling, and Tennessee is number three in sacks in the NCAA. So even if Milrow's there, probably got to roll out some. And when he's been doing that, he's been overthrowing receivers a whole lot. Standing in the pocket, he can throw a deep ball, but he gets out in the, uh, he, he's, starts to scramble he's been overthrowing guys so and so far the road games and sec games for these teams have been low scoring 45 and 33 for tennessee and 34 and 46 for alabama so i I like i think it's gonna be a low scoring game so i like taking eight and a half points which seems strong and then maybe leaning to the under 49 as well in this game Wager McGee joining us, Halloween Express Live Line. And Wager, we're getting to, you know, make it or break it time for some of these teams. And for Oklahoma, it's just, hey, don't trip up here uh, late in the year. And they've got UCF this week at Kansas and, and Bedlam at Oklahoma State the weeks after. So they are trying to remain undefeated, trying to keep their name in the college football playoff hat. Uh, if they do trip up, it looks like you don't think it'll happen this week against UCF. No, I don't. You know, I look at when Oklahoma, you know, a lot of times right before traditional rivals or off of traditional rivals that come during the middle of the season, like Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma's fared really, really well coming off the Texas game. So they've averaged 48 points a game uh, the week after Texas uh, and scored 52, exactly 52 points in four of those five. So that's over the last five years. And UCF is really having a tough, you know, Big 12 introduction. They're 0-3 straight up against the spread. They've allowed 44, 36, and 51 in those. Last time they went on the road, last game they lost to Kansas 51-22. And before that, they blew a 35-7 lead at home to Baylor. It's kind of middle of the pack there. So all three of the Big 12 road games for UCF have gone over as well, reaching 70-plus. So in Oklahoma, really kind of—I mean, they do—they control their destiny, and a lot of people think maybe Dylan Gabriel is, you know, top three, two or three Heisman. As the Pac-12 starts beating up on each other, uh, maybe he controls this Heisman, you know, kind of path there as well. So uh, I look for Oklahoma to stay hot here against the UCF defense. It isn't very good, and again, they generally bounce really bounce back really well 
from that Texas game. So if they put up 50 points here, I think they cover the 19. Definitely is going to help get that over the 65 as well. All right, uh, another team trying to stay unblemished and keep their resume spotless for the college football playoff, Florida State in the ACC. Interesting one this week in Tallahassee against Duke, and we, we got a, do we have a sprinkle alert here, Wager? You're going uh, on Duke's side and, and think this is going to be a close game? I do, yeah. I think I mean, 14 seems to be – a lot of points there. I know it's at Florida State, but you know that's, Florida State hasn't traditionally had a huge home field advantage. I don't think this is a night game either, which is traditionally where Florida State, LSU, teams like that maybe have a little bit more. But I think Duke is the more tested team, right? They come in, they played Clemson, they played Notre Dame, they played NC State. They've had games that have gone down to the fourth quarter and that they've made plays, except for Notre Dame, to win those games. Um, you know, Florida State was in one close game, you know, middle of the day, noon game and a hurricane up at Boston College. Besides that, they haven't had a close game in the fourth quarter. LSU was early in, in, the, in the game there. And, you know, Duke had coach now in a year and a half is 14 and five straight up and against the spread. They're 16th in pass defense, number eight, or sorry, 16th total defense, eighth pass defense. And for all the, you know, kind of flashes for FSU. They're only 36 ranked pass offense. So I like Duke plus the 14. I don't know if I'll sprinkle here or not, but I think they hang around and are close just the way they play and with the new clock rules and things like that. They can drag this game out and definitely be, you know, right there at the end and, and keep that under two touchdowns. Wager McGee joining us. USC fell last week to Notre Dame. How do they respond this week? Man, when I see Utah-USC, all I can think about is USC pretending to try to tackle Utah players in the Pac-12 championship last year. So, I guess, is Utah there without rising? Is that for the whole season, Wager? Uh, you know, I think it seems more more than likely that's happening, right? He got injured in the Rose Bowl and you know, for something that should be long-term that, you know, he was questionable in week one. Right. And it's, they've kind of stopped talking about it a little yeah. bit. Um, so they, they've adjusted. I mean, that offense is not as good as what it was under Rising, but they are coming off arguably their best offensive game of the year against Cal. And I would say, like, well, USC isn't Cal, but USC defense kind of is Cal, right? I mean, USC's defense is really bad. They're, like, in the bottom half against the pass. They can't. You know, they can't stop anybody. Um, you know, they've allowed last three weeks 48, as we saw the, the to Notre Dame. They allowed 41 to Arizona and 41 to Colorado. So Utah should be able to score in this game. And Utah just has their number. You know, last year they swept them two games. Uh, they were high scoring 43-42 and 47-24. But Utah's 3-0 and uh, straight up and against the spread. I love Utah plus the points. I, rising may not be there. They can just they're going to play the same game they played. You know, kind of slow it down a little bit. And you know, the Notre Dame defense, which gave USC fits last week, is 14th ranked total defense. This is number nine ranked total defense in Utah, so it's even better. And they had an off week before Cal, and they were at home, so they kind of had a really good schedule coming into this. When USC has had really four tight close games, um, I think Utah will be ready. This one I will sprinkle on. I'll I'll roll the dice that USC's defense is so bad, and maybe that their season is you know kind of got broken last week. And Caleb's Heisman did. They might be down a little bit going into this as well. 
Wager McGee joining us here, looking at the slate of games coming up this Saturday. And uh, Wager, you got a lot of a lot of other stuff up here. Any other big games uh, coming up this weekend um, that we want to jump on? Oh, uh, Texas Houston. So it's a huge spread. Texas uh, still alive. They need to win out. But Houston coming off a, a hail mary win. Uh, you think Dana Holgerson can keep it within the number against Texas this weekend? I think they will. Like we touched on, Oklahoma does really well coming off the Oklahoma-Texas game. Texas on the other side does not. They're one in four against the spread the last five coming off that game. And their only cover was an 11-point win. They were a 10.5-point favorite. So they are 4-1 and one in those. But, I mean, they're laying 23 here. Um, you know, chances are that there's going to be a lot of points in this game. But it's just how they how they respond, you know, off of that game and historically, you know, off a loss here as well. But I, Houston's defense isn't any good. You know, they'll give up points, but I think Houston might be able to give them numbers just because Texas just kind of gotten back out there. One didn't cover as they kind of you know bounce back off that Oklahoma game. All right, Wager, what's uh, your favorite game that we have not discussed yet? You've got some other ones here. Anything you really like for this weekend? Yeah, I think Memphis bouncing back off the two-lane loss against you know UAB defense that uh, is struggling this year. Um, I look at that one because Memphis still, their schedule is really pretty easy the rest of the way out. The two-lane game at home, got to be disappointing, but their only other game against the top half of the, the, you know, of the conference left is uh, SMU, and they get them at home late in the year. Uh, so that one I feel pretty good about. The, their only loss before was to Missouri. You know, and they bounce right back and beat a, a good Boise team. So they've had a really tough schedule. So that this from Mizzou, Boise, and Tulane, three in a row, where they can step down here. They face the number 113th ranked total defense of uh, UAB. And I, UAB just, like I said, hasn't, hasn't stopped anybody. They've given up, you know, 35, 35, 49, 41, 49, 41. So as long as Memphis is, is focused on this thing, five and a half seems pretty cheap and i think that could get the help get the total over uh 63 as well wager uh i don't know if you know this i've been really sharp in the nfl lately so do you want me to give you a winner yeah let's go let's go nfl some <laughs> um all right actually i got two uh the lines are for real give me uh yeah. give me give me lines money line in baltimore and then uh I'll, uh, man, I love coming off a loss. Give me uh, the Eagles minus two against the Dolphins. I don't, I hate that first one there. I know that Montgomery is banged up a little bit, so I'm, I'm concerned about because Gibbs is, was out last week. But I agree, Detroit is just a different, you know, they're not the high scoring, wide open offense. They're a little bit more run the ball control. I worry about, again, the, the health of the running backs. But Baltimore in the red zone is horrible, which seems. You know, confusing with Lamar. They were one and six in the red zone last week, and they're two and nine in the red zone the last two years. And that's what you know. If your favorite taking field goals against a team that's going to run the ball and control the ball and everything else, so I do like that one. And what was uh, what was the other one? You like Philly? Philly, sure. Why not? Coming off a uh, a loss. I don't hate that one either. There, I know Miami's got some injuries, also. Um, yeah, there is some O-line issues. I think Lane Johnson's going to be out for Philly. Uh, but that one's uh, – and they had four turnovers that last game. 
they haven't played horrible. They just haven't looked great and dominating, I guess, as people expect them to. But I think that's – I didn't we, I didn't know if we'd have time for NFL. That's a pick or they're a small favorite? Yeah, I see uh, Philly minus two. I mean, anytime you can get them that small at home, go for it. I mean, it's, you know, maybe right after the Phillies wrap up the World Series bid too. So uh could be, uh, could be, you know, kind of a carryover and a positive feeling within the city of, of Philadelphia for that. And I guess uh, check the Niners injuries, but Niners minus seven coming off a loss. I, I love the coming off a loss teams. Well, here's another stat for you, too. So we, we talked about Cleveland beating them. Um, I, I, I can't remember the exact number, and I think we maybe have talked about this. Since the beginning of last year, there's two stats, right? Since the beginning of last year, teams off of playing a San Francisco game have not covered. I think they're 0-14-1 just because San Francisco is so physical and just beats you up. So I would look at Indy, you know, plus the points. Gardner Minshew, second game, kind of adjust, you know, how they're going to kind of adjust there. And Cleveland quarterback situation off a big win like that, got to go on the road. So I like Indy kind of at home there. There's also a stat about teams playing in Las Vegas. Make your own determination why that one is. But teams coming off Las Vegas, games are like, one in 12 against the spread or something like that. So that would be uh, fading New England. New England even playing this week? Sorry. They're not playing. They're off. So that one's for one for next week. So New England plays uh, the Bills. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. And Bills off a, yeah, Bills off a kind of a sleepwalk of a game as well. So, yep. So on those two trends, if you continue playing those, uh, I like the Colts against Cleveland and that other catching points. Bills are laying like nine or something like that. So, um. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I'd look at those. So I think the Cardinals kind of are fading a little bit there, and that'd be maybe a big number there. But uh, last two games they've lost, and they, they've had some turnovers, and they are uh, they're struggling a little bit. Back to back road games here off the Rams game and going to Seattle will be a tough game for them as well. And I just, I mean, the, I don't know. The Chargers are kind of like Oregon. Right in tight games, coaches can support mm. wherever he wants to. I just don't know if you can continue to do that. And Kansas City's got a couple extra days rest, and they just can't continue to be as bad. Kansas City's been bad in the red zone as well. I just can't see that continuing to be the case here. Um, I kind of like Kansas City at home to win that game. And New Orleans on a short week, even though Trevor Trevor supposedly is going to play. And I think I saw McCaffrey when we were talking about 49ers. McCaffrey's going to play as well. But that's a tough jag situation. Back to back in London, then come off that and have a have a big game, uh, win that. So and in New Orleans, despite losing Houston, actually had a four hundred and thirty to two hundred and ninety seven yard advantage in that game and a better defense, I think, on that side too. Total in that game is at forty between the Jags and the Saints, which reminds me it will wrap it up with this wager. Uh Iowa this week playing Minnesota. And let me pull it up real quick. Uh, I am seeing that total at 31 and a half. I think it's flown all the way up to 32. <laughs> I don't think, but that is, I mean, it's the number 130th ranked offense. I actually tortured myself and watched a little bit of that Wisconsin game last week. And now um, Iowa controls their own destiny. Right. What is that Big Ten championship game against Michigan Ohio State winner going to look like with Iowa mm. um, in that one? Yeah, I don't. I 
Minnesota's got the better offense, and they've got a pretty good defense there. An awful Wisconsin game. It would be pure Iowa, I guess, to to lose that turnaround, lose that game. But that's a disgusting total. I think I've seen a whole bunch of historical stats about that. And but I mean, you get there at you know seventeen fourteen last week. What was the Iowa game last week? Was um, I mean in that range? So it's just it's nowhere near averaging. <laughs> the number of points that they were supposed to average. No, week. yeah. The last week was 15 to 6. The previous week, 20 to 14, would get you over. So that was against Purdue. That is just a, incredible to see a low number like that, though. Yeah, I mean, the Iowa total so far this year, 38, 33, 51 against the MAC team, 31, 42, 34, 21. So, I mean... Why not? How low can you go? Will they have any lower than this? Let me look at this schedule the rest of the way, Wager. Oh, they got Northwestern next week. Could that be in the 20s? It could be <laughs> in Wrigley Field. Uh, by the way, I know we I had it in the notes, but uh, since we got a little bit of time. Um, We're know, out of time. <laughs> late, late in the year, we usually start looking at teams that could win their sixth game. There's two teams that traditionally – are not in bowl games that have losing seasons and as Rutgers and UNLV are both favorite this week and if nice. you win amazingly they both will win their six games and UNLV's really got the Rutgers isn't going to win that side of the division but UNLV's got a serious path to like kind of you know at least the last couple of games of the year before they play Air Force and Boise to, to be in the, in the championship mix for the Mountain West Conference. Go Rebs! Uh, former ECU safety Damon Magazoo is a coach uh, on that staff, so uh, oh. I have a little rooting interest for those guys. And uh, yeah, I've been been following them because uh, they've been winning some games, so that's awesome. Could be a, could be a big shootout there, too, because of, uh, those defenses are both bottom. It's Colorado State, who's off a Hail Mary win as well. Um, but number 128 total defense for Colorado State, number 105 ranked uh, defense for UNLV in all of the games. They've played 10 combined FBS games. The only one of the 10 that went under was UNLV's game at Michigan. And UNLV's covered every single game they've played this year. So wow. they, uh, they rolled Reno for the cannon last week. I saw that. Every time I see Reno, I think about you, Wager. Wager uh, McGee joining us on the Halloween Express Live Line. Wager, good stuff today. Enjoy the football this weekend, man, and uh, we'll keep in touch and do it again soon. You too. Good luck on the showdown this week. All right. Thank you, Wager. Uh, The Super Bowl coming to Greenville, North Carolina. Biff versus the Pirates, and we will talk about that one when we return because Patrick Mason joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll talk some Pirate football later on this hour. We'll talk some Pirate baseball with Ryan McChrystal and Parker Bird. Got that on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. They say I played the field before I found someone to commit to And that would be okay for me to do Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you. I think they're ready. Go drop that on them. Turn that TJ off! Turn that TJ off! What's up, I said? Wasn't ready or not, here I come. You can't handle. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price swings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local or uh, and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you pirate radio live i gotta say uh good looking bunch in here today i love this uh pirate radio quarter zip i feel like mike schwartz <laughs> ready to have a ton of respect ton of respect Chand- just ton of respect for- chandler with the polo and then p mace coming in here looking sharp today yeah. the button up sleeves up yeah. to the elbows yeah, looking, classy. Looking good. Yeah, hair right. looks great. It's just easy. You know, you, you got a date tonight? No, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's an it's easy way to, to class it up a little bit. You yeah. got a date with Mike Houston and Blake Harrell and Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up later this afternoon. That's right. That That's is true. true. And you're you're gonna pop the questions <laughs> coming up later. Uh Cass said nice shirt, P Mace. Hey, thank you. All right. Um Jamie pointed out something during the break. Okay. Let's see what he pointed out. I wonder what it could be. He's a good point. I wonder what it could be. He said, Patrick didn't get his proper billing on the description. So I look at today's show, Pirate Radio Live, okay. 10 18 23. Mm-hmm. That is the correct date. Wait yeah. on me. Let's see what they did. Yeah. Uh, our guest today, Zach Kaplan. Yeah. Wager. Yeah. Ryan McChrystal. Yeah. Parker Bird. That's right. Upward Basketball. That's right. I'll be talking to him in the five o'clock hour. So who's that guy? Uh, that is P Mace. If you scroll down here, scroll down. If you scroll oh. down to the description the I, uh, and if you watch on facebook you also see on facebook that his name's on facebook and i didn't put just patrick mason i put p mace because i love a good nickname and i take pride in giving him that nickname i have him on facebook he's in the description but with youtube you have to have a certain amount of characters mm-hmm. and i said all right Patrick Mason's on every Wednesday. People know that Patrick Mason come on comes on every Wednesday, unless he cannot come on the show. But he's a regular on this show every Wednesday. Wager sometimes every Wednesday, not all the time. Zach Kaplan, or Zach Kaplan, new guy for WNZT Channel Nine, wanted to put him in there. Ryan McChrystal, Parker Bird, ECU baseball players, they're coming on. I also talked to Upward Basketball coming up at the five o'clock hour. I said, hey, somebody's got to go. So what you're saying is I got to come here less I said, often. Somebody's gotta, I said, somebody's got to so, go. So I, I can't be as regular. So you're too reliable. What? Too, I, too reliable. I show up too often at my spots <laughs> to find my way in. It's, it's people should expect you to be here because you're an awesome guest. <laughs> we have you every Wednesday. And you know why we have you every Wednesday? Because you're an awesome guest. And we love your insight on ECU Athletics. So I don't have to put you on the description. It still is in the description. It's down there, P. Mace. Down there. Scroll down is what Chandler said. Literally two inches, an inch, maybe half an inch on your on your on your on your phone. It kind of depends on yeah if you're on a laptop (laughs) or a phone or one of those big first ever made computers that are the size of a room. Yeah, (laughs) you're you're not left out, buddy. You're not left out. You're there. I'll say this, Chandler. I love a good debate club uh, here on the show, and you argued your point probably as well as you could have, but. That I don't know if it helps Patrick feel any better. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see my you know name in the shining lights and all, but you know, I guess we'll I'll take what people I can get, get to see your face in the shining light <laughs> right here on Pirate get. Radio TV on YouTube and Facebook. You're right. All right. Uh, Steve says best soup to kick off the fall, Patrick. 
Um, I, I know it's not really a soup, but I'm really feeling some chili. I'm in like the chili mm. mode. I know it's I know it's a little different, but I'm I'm kind of like in that that chili mode right now. Man, I'm chili, some chili. If you could somehow like get it going Saturday morning, and then it's ready Saturday night, and yeah. then you'll you'll have it ready all day uh, Sunday as well. Yeah, and it just smells so good. The house yeah. is smelling good, so that that's what I'm on some chili. All right, uh, there you go. Mike P had some fantastic salmon bisque at work today. Mm, Is that true? I've I've never tried that, but it sounds pretty good. That sounds, I don't know. But just the way salmon breaks up, you know, it's kind of flaky. You might get some nice little chunks here and there. So I'd be down to try it. Uh, Kaz said, sad Chan Man P May should be the first name listed. My man, my man. Um, Jamie said, it's okay, Chan, calm down. And Jamie says, I'm glad we have worked up Chon and not Yon Chon. Good work looking out for me, guys. I always appreciate it. So Patrick Mason is here, and we get to talk about ECU and Charlotte. <laughs> yes. Yay! Yes, we Woo-hoo! do. ECU and Charlotte. And what's, what's the total, like 41 or something? So very, very low total. Well, 10 points more than Iowa and Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. But you, you 31 really and a half, Patrick. I was going to say, that might be the lowest total in college football I have ever seen. Between that, the Bears, who's their quarterback? Tyson Bajan? Tyson Bajan. Bajan? The old Bajancy. Where's he from? Some D2 Ooh, school that I don't even know. I've... Uh, me and my, my group chat with my college buddies were joking, and one of my friends was like, you know, I don't even think his own mom knows who this guy is. So I love <laughs> being as into sports as I am and seeing a guy that I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Because it's such a wild world. Like, I watch Sundays, and I see a quarterback go in and say, oh, yeah, I remember him from Fresno State. Mm-hmm. I remember him from... Uh, Purdue. Oh, he was a big-time FCS guy. I saw him in the playoffs playing for Montana State or whatever. This guy... Don't know who he is. Never heard of this fella. I was like, there's got to be a mistake. You're saying his name wrong. You're spelling it wrong. Somebody messed up the cryon on TV. <laughs> but no, I've literally never heard of this guy in my life. And it's always, uh, that gives me a jolt, a rush. Yeah, I, there was a moment at the end of that football game. If anyone was somehow still watching, bless you for that. But um, he he tries to chuck a ball into the end zone. And the announcer is just screaming like, and he, fly, he airs it out. And it's a duck. <laughs> and that just cracked up laughing. I'm like, this is so bare. So he underthrew him by 10 yards. I mean, it was just a disaster. Mike P says, I would send the ingredients of that salmon bisque but i'd have to scroll down to get them i'm too busy <laughs> nobody scrolls down to view information Woo! and he is a hundred percent right about yep. that up front or else yep in the it's spotlight right there we see it in the same we got we got a, we got a new no, you don't. No, you don't. i know you just did not do that we got a newspaper right, it's term right for there that. it's called, you don't a, even have to called above the fold I'm, i am below the fold if you go to if you want to go to facebook if, you, if you're so upset about it you can go to facebook right now and his name is on the on the banner right there <laughs> p mace you are de- instead of saying uh, apologizing you are defending your position yeah he's he's going in to his credit do you think Patrick's going to show up next week getting this kind of treatment? Well, guess what? I won't put his name on the banner. I got to be more sporadic, and then I'll get up there. Uh, Jamie's asking if P. Mace has ever had turkey chili. Uh, is that like that white chili? I'm gonna uh, say, yeah, I'm I think so. Yeah, yeah, I've tried. I actually didn't know that existed until like a year or two ago. Um, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm more of a classic kind of chili chili guy. Yeah. What's uh, What makes a good chili? I don't know. I, I think the... I'm not really like... I hate it when it has too much beans. This is part of our ECU yeah. Charlotte preview, by the way. For sure. Go for ahead. Sure. All right. What I makes think, a good chili? I don't like it when it has too much beans. I, I think like Me the, too. the meat 
it's got to be seasoned right and you just got to have like you know some good sauce in there so what spice level you want to be at uh, i don't want 10. it to burn it off but i do want it, i do want a little bit of a kick i want like a seven do you yeah. want it like a soup or do you want le- less I, I like it more hearty i want it more thick and if you give me a six i can put some texas peat or something in yeah. there i'm kind of with you on the seven you know i don't want yeah. it too hot but i do want some kick yep oh uh, boy how many points are we gonna score this week more than 20 Mm. I'm actually feeling semi-optimistic about this game. <laughs> that, that's Why? Um, because we're playing Charlotte? Yes. I mean, that has a lot to do with it, too. Um, I actually did see, I think I saw some decent things out of Mason. I'm very, yeah. very concerned about the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, every single snap last week, someone was in the quarterback's face within a second or two. Yeah. And I've said the one thing I want to see Mason Garcia do is throw the ball 30 yards downfield. And I get that you have to have time to do that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I just want to see it one time. Just how many times has he done that this year? Four times over 20 yards, and he oh. did it three times last game. Just, just how it worked out. So, I mean, he's only done it four times all year. Max protect, send Jalen Johnson out, and just let him unleash it one time, just for just for the fans. I'm actually surprised they didn't try that last week. I mean, like you said, I know they had no time, and I'm sure they were very aware of what was happening on the offensive line. But, yes, I'm the same way. Just get an extra guy to chip, do something, dive at the dude's legs, and just sling one deep to Jatai Hatfield. Just tell him that kid to run straight and throw it to him. Just what, try it. What did you think at the time that it happened when Mike Houston punted on fourth and two? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of go back and forth with that, honestly. I thought at the time you, you probably should go for it, but uh, I don't know. I think the defense was playing fairly well. I, I know that's – I'm sure that was going through his head too a little bit. You know, hey, maybe we get this ball back. But, you know, I it, it, that, that's a tough game to play. Yeah. I know, and it's a tough game to play. What's the best-case scenario? You get it back. So are you going to use your timeouts on that drive or not? Let's say you don't. You get it back with four four minutes. Right, and and that's with the way this offense is going. You need all of those four minutes. There's four no, minutes, there's no explosive plays, so you got to use that whole time to drive. Four minutes and three timeouts, or let's say you use your timeouts and SMU gets it, so you get it back with five twenty, and then you got it back with five minutes ish and and no timeouts. Yeah, so, so you're kind of in a tough spot, yeah. and also just in the context of this season, just go for it. Yeah, like uh, I mean, we got his explanation. You you say you understand it. I mean, mm-hmm. we all do. We yeah, and I, we I get, get it. it. Yeah, and if there if it's any other scenario with Tom, of course you punt because your defense is your strength. But with You're down two scores with that time left and being down like that, uh, Jansen said forty and a half seems high. Is there any way it's covered? Of course there is. I mean, we've we've previewed these games and talked about how these teams can't score and it's going to be a slugfest and you get turnovers you get a pick six a scoop and score a special teams mishap or whatever yep and all of a sudden the the scoring begins and and we're in the middle of a 35 to 31 ecu charlotte game out of nowhere so for sure yeah I, i could definitely see that happening i mean in the context of college football each team scoring three times is not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? We see it every, just about every game, every Saturday. Yeah. Not a lot of ECU games. And credit to our defense for that. But also, uh, the offense has to do something. Yes. They got to do something. 
Uh, let's take a break. We'll talk a little Pirate Baseball when we return. Ryan McChrystal and Parker Bird will join us. McChrystal fired up about his Phillies. and uh, But we're going to talk about his Eagles losing. That's all we're going to focus on. We'll do that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. I'm going to find you and take it slowly. I said, Radio Live, here I come. You can't hide us. I'm going to find you and make you one. Hey, hey yo, now that I got six, we walk away. Those who correlate, they know the world vacate. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, packed house today. Shirley Rhodes is here. Joey in the house. Chon with a camera right in my Ryan McChrystal's face. Ryan McChrystal is here. Parker Bird. P. Mace, Patrick Mason, and uh, we're talking sports on Pirate Radio Live. Parker, Ryan, how you guys doing today? Hey, I'm, we're doing great. Good to be better. Good to hear. Good to hear. And uh, Parker, there was a big leaguer in that chair just yesterday. Alec Burleson hung out with us, and uh, he was once, uh, you know, doing the same thing you guys are doing right now. And really cool to see, I believe, uh, Alec, Gavin, Connor Norby, a lot of former Pirates were checking you guys out and have been checking you guys out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The other day, Burley was in the dugout, so I got out the other day and came in there and asked him a couple questions. So it was pretty good to have a mind like that. Obviously, our coaches are smart, but it's always fun to ask guys oh, yeah. younger that have been through it. So that was pretty cool. No doubt. Parker, how do you utilize those veterans that have been where you are? As we got an Amber Alert, so those are <laughs> going important. To, get going and go help them out. Yeah. Check your phones. But, uh, <laughs> Parker, to have those resources around, like, uh, like Ryan said, how, what kind of questions do you bounce off? Yeah, guys? I mean, th- I think it's really cool um, because – I mean, especially this past weekend, you just see a bunch of big leaguers just coming into a dugout, which obviously is really cool to, I mean, upperclassmen as well as the freshmen and stuff. But right. uh, just ask them questions. I mean, me and Burley play with the same travel ball organization, so uh, we kind of have similar backgrounds. And obviously, uh, Norby plays infield, and I play third base, so we kind of play same position a little bit. So uh, just kind of them helping us out and just really giving their feedback is pretty cool and really humble guy i mean gavin seems like the most humble guy ever and uh and alec connor he's got a little uh little cockiness to him but great dude uh so very welcoming and and uh just awesome resources to have back and uh motivation for you guys right yeah to make it to that level yeah everyone aspires to be like those guys were here in the purple and gold and then you got guys like packer too with us every day he's been huge too just i've just picked his brain about hitting all the time sure it's getting annoying but 
it's just like seeing what he did growing up watching him it's just so cool that he's like feeding the machine for me when i'm hitting and trying to figure stuff out so definitely very very cool what's going on right now we got parker bird and ryan mccrystal patrick you got a question get it in whenever you'd like yeah, sounds good. I don't know. I just think it's cool, like you said, to talk to those big leaguers. But, like, what do you do? You ask them about, like, some fun things they did? Because I'm sure it's not all baseball. I mean, maybe yeah. you want to know baseball, but it's like, you know, what's it like just being a big leaguer in the, the clubhouse and all that kind of stuff? I'm sure those are fun stories. Yeah, definitely at times. The only issue is when they're there, a lot of times we're practicing and my mind's not on the fun stuff they're doing. It's <laughs> what do we have to do next? Like, what are we doing now? So, definitely going to get more to those questions as we go along. But, definitely thinking about a lot of them some of the stories that Burley told last year at the uh, banquet were pretty <laughs> yeah. funny so definitely uh gonna ask gavin about whatever he had to go through this year yeah i was gonna bring up the pranks how much pranking goes on with the young guys on the ccu roster none at all really. yeah. Yeah. not uh, much we uh kind of kind of preach about how everybody's on equal playing field which uh the older guys do a really good job of job of uh kind of putting that into play um because Obviously, it's easy if if you want to pick on freshmen and stuff, but here uh, we don't do that at all. So, who are the who's emerging right now, Ryan, as as the lead, like the voices of this team as far as leaders um, go? It's definitely tough. I think this this year we're doing a great job of not just having like one guy that we want to look at. Yeah. I think that yeah, guys like Carter Cunningham who's doing a great job with the hitters and he's very vocal. And when Carter speaks, I think I can vouch for all the hitters when I say that we listen. And then you got Thank positional you. leaders, Cam Clonch too. And then you look at JC and I, and I I'd like to toss yeah. myself in the mix. Uh-huh. Obviously, Definitely. it's my junior year. I think that relationships that I've built with guys, it's starting to turn into like they can kind of understand where I'm coming from, listen to me a little bit, trust me. So I think that. We have a lot of guys that you can go to, so you don't have to focus on one guy. So I think we have a really, really good group of older guys that are growing in their leadership throughout the fall. Parker saw uh, Robert on YouTube said Parker looked good taking grounders at third on a Sunday. So talk about the kind of work you've been able to get in and uh, what you're doing on the field right now. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm practicing right now full-time with the team, uh, doing everything they're doing except scrimmages and uh, so I mean, it really it feels good to be back out there and uh, back with those guys, and they really elevate my game. Just trying to do what they do and do it to that standard. So uh, I can definitely tell that when I'm when I'm out there with those guys, I feel like my performance feels better than when I'm out there by myself. Cause I'm like, damn, I'm a little slower today than <laughs> than those. But those guys really really help me out and motivate me myself. Got to be a the motivation to you guys as well, too. Yeah, right, absolutely. Ryan? Like, it's cool. We, we were doing in-and-out the other day, and Parker was at third, and so our catchers always throw one down to third. And it's pretty <laughs> cool for me because Parker and I always seem to line up with each other. <laughs> and so come. it's just it's pretty fun to be able to see what he's doing out there. And I can be like, well, sh- I mean, if he's doing it, I can do it, right? There's no reason. No there excuse for me. How, how comfortable are you out there? And how much like do you find yourself improving every day on the prosthetic? And, and it's a work in progress, I'm sure. But what's that like for you, Parker? Yeah, um, I can definitely see improvements like every day. But, um, I mean, it's really just a day-to-day thing. Uh, just, I mean, some days some stuff can be harder than other days. Like yesterday, it didn't feel as well as it does today. And uh, so you really just got to take it day by day. But overall, uh, everything feels a lot better than when we first started, for sure. Awesome. I was going to say, a couple weeks ago when I wrote a story on you, Parker, we talked about um, just running the bases and how that was just different to do. I mean, like, are these some sort of, like, checkpoints and, like, that you're just kind of getting past and realizing, like, hey, I, I can do this, and then you just kind of keep building from there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think when we talked uh, running the bases, I haven't done it at all. And my very first time running bases was actually with the team so 
um it was just like all right well we're here let's do it <laughs> so yeah just little checkpoints like that each every each and every day are just really big w's and ryan i think we've talked about this this off season but how are you right now physically with your ailments absolutely the best that i've ever been i feel free i mean i, I had a scrimmage on friday where i hit two home runs in it but it wasn't more that wasn't really the result that was important to me it was more the way that i moved to get to the pitches that i hit it just felt like I wasn't taking any timid swings. I'm not having to worry about how my body's going to react to anything that I'm doing. I just feel like I'm like finally becoming the player that I was before I hurt my back, and I'm stronger now too. So I feel like I'm honestly going to be, like be better after this injury because I I kind of learned what to do and how to go about things. Thank you. We always talk about the the weight training with Big John and stuff in football, but I mean it's a key component for a baseball player as well so how serious do you guys take that part of it the weight training the the lifting things like that man we're there every day or three times a week now but today's an off day and we're still getting after in the weight room so uh, i think d ray uh dennis wilson does a great job uh with us and some of his interns they they has right now do a phenomenal job of putting plans together for pitchers and hitters and uh, right now, we're actually uh, the pitchers and hitters are doing different different plans. So we have group leaders. So uh, I think we have three hitter groups. Yep, three hitter groups, and um, there's a group leader for each one of them. And there's, I mean, uh, what would you say? Probably about eight guys in there in yeah. our group. So um, this kind of splits up, and I think we're actually all doing different workouts, but s- similar lists, but uh, different workouts. So. Um, they've been doing a really good job just trying to those leaders really just trying to step up and uh, get get the uh, hitters moving and I'm not I can't really speak for the pitcher side of things but it seems uh, to be going well over there and Ryan your uh, sh- shirt sleeve is riding up the biceps so you, you're <laughs> looking pretty fit uh, who are the the strongest guys on the team um, freshman Colby Wallace is like and he came in and I, I, I call him Maui because of the movie Moana Maui's jacked and his <laughs> hair is kind of like him but I don't know. He he's extremely strong, and then you got a bunch of different guys. Jada's probably the strongest one. He's just like a refrigerator. Like he just walks around, and his shoulders are even with his neck. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how you move or get through any doorways. But I think a lot. It just depends on the lift. I think that like obviously the catchers have stronger legs than a lot of the other guys. And I don't back squat, but I do. It's called the pit shark, so it goes around my waist. And so I put up a lot of good numbers there. And then. For bench press, I don't even – J-Dub does – Parker does a lot, too. Parker's impressive to watch bench press. I, I can't bench press nearly what he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. More to go with Ryan McChrystal and a Parker Bird. If you got a question, you can get it in on YouTube, Facebook. Jamie's got a couple that we'll throw out to the guys. And uh, we'll see how Ryan's feeling about his Phillies. Should be feeling pretty dang good right now. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. That fan feels awesome. I'm just going to perform right here. Yes, <laughs> this means you're sorry. You're standing at my door. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Joey in the house. Chan Man. Patrick Mason joining us. Patrick and I about to head off to ECU football practice and hear from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. We'll be with you at 10 a.m. Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 2 o'clock kickoff after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show where we will take your calls, hopefully after the Pirates' first conference win of the year and first win over an FBS opponent. Uh, had a great first run of the Parker Bird Still I Rise shirts, and we are uh, not taking any orders as of right now, but we might do a second run on those. But Parker uh, Ellerby told me earlier today over 600 shirts on the first run. That is uh, really solid. So yeah, awesome stuff. That's, that's amazing. Uh, thank you guys uh, for coming out and showing support on those. Uh, really big hit on the first run of those. Uh, so thank you guys a lot. Yeah, you'll see a lot of Bird 16 out at Clark LeClaire. <laughs> Uh, coming up and man uh, sounds like there was a lot of fans and folks watching you guys scrimmage uh, this weekend how cool is that to have that kind of interest in pirate baseball where you've got people watching uh, in the middle of football season and basketball getting cranked up people are excited about pirate baseball yeah it's pretty awesome I I mean uh, our roommate Aaron was asking like how many people you think are going to be there and so my freshman year just like the bottom purple seeds taken up this year it was like it was a real game like on opening day I was not like obviously not opening day but like a cold day in the middle of February right. like it was that kind of crowd like this is awesome just like this doesn't matter like it matters but it's not going down in the yeah. like you're not getting a win or loss from it and it's like it's pretty sick that they care that much about us just gives us another edge to play even better so Jamie asked what does Cliff tell you guys you need to get out of the scrimmages what are the goals for those scrimmages uh, I think it really depends on the players, but I think it's more just learning the game and, like, for the freshmen, how fast the game really is. Like, you just don't realize, like, I'm sure it's hard for people to understand how baseball can be fast because it's just not played with that much pace. But right. it's just how efficiently everything moves. It just It's so easy to get in your own head and speed everything up. So that's kind of the big thing for the freshmen that are playing in them. And then for older guys, it's just – perfecting your craft and making sure that you're ready because the season's really not that far away so like for me catching is just running the pitching staff and making strikes strikes blocking the ball but it's definitely just working as a team too making sure that we're all clicking on all cylinders which wasn't our best the other day but we definitely learned a lot from it and i think a lot of the older guys especially on the hitting side of things are definitely gonna be able to grow from it come this weekend and uh virginia this weekend yep sunday that's right making a little road trip so uh good luck to you guys parker uh who are you hitting off of right now who are the the pirate arms that uh you're facing each um day? i'm actually not facing any right now so i'm not doing any live abs or okay. scrimmages but um yeah so we'll see about that yeah so you'll you'll answer that one in the future who are uh who are you having success against ron and who's having success against you 
Um, Corey Costello has my number right now, freshman lefty, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I hit lefties well typically, but I just not seen the ball well against him. Oh for three in the fall against him, and oh. I just grinds my gears every time <laughs> and i like i want to face him which is the crazy part like when someone keeps getting me out like i want to face him more because i want to be able to say that i got him and i just haven't gotten him yet but i wouldn't say that i have one pitcher that i don't ever want to toss a pitcher under the bus and say that i hit him well but i don't know i, I mean any righty <laughs> and then lefties are typically pretty solid but our best arms haven't thrown yet so i'm yeah. really excited trey's throwing friday so I'm really excited to face him and then root through the other day. So I want to face those guys because the more you face, the better arms, the better you get. Jake Hunter has been out for a yeah, while. Yeah, and Shank, Shank either one yeah. thrown. So it's really going to be exciting to get those guys ramped up. Uh, left-handed heavy lineup for East Carolina. So and and you'll see left-handed pitching quite a bit, Ryan. So what is that? Oh boy! I don't even know what that is. That's fine. Okay, that's just a <laughs> that boy. Two point three million dollar camera wow. that you just uh, dropped on I the don't floor there. You one bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much pride do you take in hitting lefties, and and how big of an adjustment is that for you? Because you know uh, you're going to see them, so you better learn how to hit them. So, and you said you hit lefties pretty well. So, yeah. so what about that adjustment? Uh, it's just different because growing up, you don't really see lefties very right. much. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with Chaz and uh, Walker the other day about like why, because righties don't really have that much of a problem against righties. It's really just a lefty lefty. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I told him, as so you grow up, you probably face ninety percent righties and ten percent lefties. And then you got spin going the other direction, and then most of your coaches growing up throw BP from the right side, so you don't even see it then. And so it's more just adjusting to the different arm slots. It's kind of coming from behind you rather than across from you. But I'd say that our guys, like, if you look statistically last year, like, people probably thought we struggled against lefties because we might have a bad game against them. But our entire team is just as confident against lefties as we are righties, and the stats show that we're not any better or worse against lefties than we are righties. Did you? So you were a natural lefty hitter, mm-hmm. righty thrower. Yeah, my just, dad tried to get me to swing a golf club righty. It was the first thing he did, swing wise that and a baseball bat, and I just refused. I don't know what it was, but yeah, switched to the left side, and it was natural. I've been swinging a bat lefty since I was two, but since he started me righty, I hold the bat weird. Like I go overlap like that. Like it's not a golf swing, cause it's not interlocked, but I hold it like this because when he tried to teach me righty. I would hold the bat like this because right. I knew I wanted my hands to be different. So it's just weird. <laughs> How about you, Parker? Are you switch or just one side? No, nah, I'm, I'm a right-handed hitter. Yeah. So, um, But I would say I have more success off of a right-handed pitcher than a left-handed pitcher in general just because, like Ryan said, you see those growing up. Right. My dad is a right-handed uh, thrower. So BP always growing up has been right-handed. And... Uh, I think it's just the spin of a left-handed pitcher, uh, just not seeing it a lot. And just a left-handed pitcher, even their fastball spins so much more than a right-hander's fastball. So everything on lefty just moves, and uh, guys have really perfected their craft uh, when it comes to curveballs, sliders, change-ups. And so uh, I prefer a righty, but, I mean, throw anything. Yeah, lefties are weird too. Yeah. Man. You don't meet normal lefties. Like, even <laughs> right. lefties on our team, I love them to death. But like, <laughs> Ethan Norby, awesome, weird dude. <laughs> Eric Ritchie, hilarious, love him, weird dude. It's like you don't find normal lefties, and it's yeah. awesome. But it's also like different. They have so many different arm slots, so many yeah. things they stride towards you. It's just. And some, of, some of them have like a little hitch in their yeah. deliveries or just different arm slots. And 
I don't know. It's just weird. So they came out of the womb sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is that just like that? That's the trick. Just seeing it more. Like, yeah. So as you go yeah. through your career at this level, you just see more and more. Like, yep. that's just the trick. Then, yeah. Right. Just, yeah, just, just see a confidence it. thing too. Like, I uh-huh. feel like a lot of times you like you'll uh, be a lefty. Like as a freshman, I would get like a hard throwing lefty, and I'd be like, this is so weird. I'm not used to seeing this. Like, I would be like just a little iffy like you, you I'd be on my approach like hit a fastball away but you throw one in that would like run in and I would swing at it because I was like nervous that he was going to do that but now it's like I just have to act like I'm better than him the whole time and then like <laughs> confidence is a, a key to baseball that many people don't get it's like it's you don't have confidence you're done so it's just like I've seen it enough times where I'm not going to treat you any differently than anybody else uh jamie asking along with the weightlifting we talked about a moment ago what about protein and and supplements and diets and all that how about your your uh your dietary input we'll start with you ryan how's that uh hopefully improved since high school i would imagine absolutely i actually had a phone call with coach gal in my junior year of high school after leaving atlanta my body was starting to get away from me i was a little clunky guy just catcher a little chunky catcher and he was like if you want to play here you're gonna have to get your body in better shape and I don't think I could appreciate a phone call more than that because I don't think I would have noticed it as a 16, 17-year-old. But I got my body into better shape and became a very good baseball player after that. And so last year when I hurt my back, I kind of let it get away from me again. So just now it's like I know what I need to do. I actually got this whoop band, and it's crazy. I didn't realize, like, how many calories I was burning. So I just make sure I'm getting the right stuff in my body, like, depending on – like Sunday, I burned 4,500 calories, so I got to make sure I'm eating a lot that night. If not, I'm just going to continuously lose weight. Right. And so it's just staying strong throughout the year. Got to find that balance. How about you, Parker? What about your diet? And- yeah, so unlike Ryan, I kind of came in like kind of where I needed to be with uh, weight and everything. So D-Ray's always been like, hey, just stay where you are. And uh, obviously, I had a pretty dramatic weight, weight change whenever I got out of the hospital. So it was really just trying to gain weight because I – Thing. I, I went in 190 because we went in on Fridays, and that Friday I'd finally hit 190, which was my goal the whole entire summer. And then when I came out of the hospital, I was 141 pounds. So uh, wow. I had to gain all that back. So now I'm finally back to like 185, 187-ish range, and we are just staying there because I think that's kind of my – Happy median now. Hey, there's some advice for people that want to lose weight, right? That's right. <laughs> there, I don't know if you want to go there. <laughs> are there any extreme? Are there foods you guys had to quit eating? Like, did you have like a, man, I love like eating McDonald's or something. You just have to like cut that out. Yeah. Oh, I try to just stay away from sweets as much as possible. Sweets. Huh? Uh, I just, I mean, I love them, but yeah. uh, just trying to get maybe a couple a week, but not, not on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I had more... You obviously can't eat as much, but I don't really limit what I eat. It's more when I eat it. Like, if yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm eating my three meals a day when I'm supposed to eat them and getting enough calories then, and then just trying to limit eating later at night. And then later at night, if I feel hungry or something, just keep hydrating because the more water you get in you, the more you don't feel as hungry. And my dad always told me growing up, it's the funniest thing. He was like, oh, you're hungry? Just have a sandwich. And it's like, I never wanted to eat a sandwich, so I never made it. So it's like, <laughs> I, just drink water. I don't want to make a sandwich. Just drink a water bottle. <laughs> Sometimes laziness pays off. It's a good nutrition <laughs> segment here. Yeah, I, I got. I'm I'm forced into not eating late due to um, 
getting heartburn and stuff at an older age <laughs> yeah. so now if i eat anything after eight i'm up all night so i don't do it anymore you gotta so. keep the tums on deck exactly what is heartburn like is it like acid reflex yeah, 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 yeah. like my dad's it's always like burns. oh man i ate a pizza i got heartburn. <laughs> yes what is that? pizza like will destroy you yes. why yeah. why are you getting heartburn? you'll see 20 some years from <laughs> yeah. now you'll, you'll food will start fighting back a love you dad i'm not, not trying to make fun <laughs> nah yeah i mean I, i'm on it man i love my pastas and stuff and hey, spaghetti oh, yeah. and pizza but boy it's a killer my wife and i my uh step daughters in chicago and my wife said she just had her first deep dish pizza oh, that's good and i was like ah, that just sounds like i just got heartburn thinking about all that sauce and stuff <laughs> oh, i'm sick uh but there you go all right you're sitting beside ryan the the one man that picked the jets to beat the eagles outright mm, i figured you might make sense with you and it was not a hater pick it was the eagles aren't going to go undefeated this one feels a little fishy. Something's gonna so, hey, they had their loss. I'm also gonna pick them to bounce back and beat the Dolphins Monday. Yeah, I, I like mean, them coming off the loss. Look, I don't want my team to be 16 and 0 going to the playoffs. So 15 and 1 will have to do. So <laughs> yeah, having the best record during the regular season doesn't mean as much, Parker, uh, when you lose in the as, playoffs, right? As long as you get there, <laughs> we can uh, we can relate to that. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. hey, banner banner though. And at least champs. All right, yeah, well, all right. As long as y'all don't uh, hang the World Series better when we go play y'all first series next year. Oh, so is that the will. schedule? Uh, I think I saw yeah, that. It is. Oh no, this is setting up to be a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, you got to be feeling good. Your feels, especially in that freaking bank. Good yeah. God, man, good it Lord. is a nightmare it's like for the opponents. Clark Leclerc of the MLB. Kind of <laughs> yeah, that's a good way, way to, to put it. Put it. It is a party. And if you're not invited to that party, it's not fun. I did not <laughs> no. enjoy watching those games. But, man, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, I guess, uh, Schwarber. Nah, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody is just raking for the Phillies. And I saw the, um, <laughs> yeah, the amount of runs they've given up. It's like the least through eight games. And, yeah. Like 13 runs in eight games. So it's like, yeah, wow. That's kind of a good combination to have the offense. That's killing it. <laughs> Ryan's a, Ryan is a stat <laughs> machine in the playoffs for the Phillies right now. It's hard not to see them all. Yeah. <laughs> so, many cool so I bet when you follow a bunch of Phillies pages, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Propaganda. So you you have the team to beat right now, and you're up two nothing in your series. How about the um, the Rangers up two nothing, and they're going home tonight for Game yeah. Three of that series? Does anybody on the other side bother you right now? Or are you you feeling good? He's he's worried about the Astros internally. <laughs> I can't say I'm not worried about just you were on Alvarez as a human being. <laughs> Dude, uh, Aaron and I were watching the game the other day, and he's a Phillies fan too. And anytime you're on Alvarez comes on, we're like, "Do get this guy off the screen." Home run against home run. Jose Alvarado last year just kills me. Just and he's a mountain of a man. It's unreal. He covers pitches that like I can dream of covering. Like that's what every every lefty hitter wants. You should to see him in person. He's even bigger. Really? <laughs> yeah. Had what two solo shots? I think in the loss in game yeah. two. And he had a home run off a of Rollis Chapman. It was like an 89 mile an hour slider. A ball off the plate and i'm like i know you're not looking for that like what, I, I don't know how you hit that 112 off yeah the i'm like you just flicked it out of there i'm like it's just crazy so you uh you're trying to replicate what he's doing what other uh big leaguers do you like to watch in the plate on the uh bryce harper obviously he's a phillies fan i was telling them during the break it's crazy to watch the pitches that he takes and then the pitches that he demolishes it's like if you make a mistake to him you're not getting it back or yeah. you're not you're going to regret it to, to some extent and it's just like I just can't believe how consistent he is with his at-bats. Then you look at guys like Corey Seager, who are attacking early in the count. Like, I always want to get a pitch early in the count to hit because if I, you get behind in the count, like, you just see that the batting averages per count, it just mm-hmm. drops. So, like, if you make a mistake early in the count, that doesn't mean be ultra-aggressive, but Corey Seager has the highest first-pitch swing percentage in the MLB. So it's like – and he also leads the AL in batting average. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It I just see stuff and remember it. Not if, not if it matters. I won't. <laughs> the UV stat sheet uh, so provided by Ryan I wanna, Crystal. I want to see the uh, stat on the first pitch swings that Kyle Schwarber has hit in the playoffs and the like in the game. Yeah, like first pitch of the game, or even first pitch of the series. I know first pitch of the series against the Braves double. Yeah, first, <laughs> first pitch against home run. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's uh, true. I know you're a Bregman two, guy, two, two. Parker. I saw him go deep yeah. yesterday. Uh, who yeah. else are your your guys? Uh, really, I mean, I'm pulling for the Astros now since the Braves are out. So uh, Bregman. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, but Altuve. I think he's just fun to watch, man. His swing's so so powerful, and he's like. Five foot, what? Nothing. Six, maybe, <laughs> yeah. and just just the fact that he can hit a ball that far, being that short, is pretty cool to watch. So, um, just pulling for the for the Astros now, since the Braves are at home eating soup. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the soup. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Ryan. I'd say good luck to your guys, but I wouldn't mean it. So I'll just say okay. have fun good. watching. Say, baseball. say congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank, you. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll keep catching up with you. What's next on the uh, docket for you guys? Scrimmage coming up against Virginia this weekend, and then what's after that? I think um, we got uh, off weekend, or not off, but no no scrimmages the following weekend. Maybe some inner squads, but nothing, nothing. I guess public. Okay. And then, uh, I think we had the purple and gold after that, right? Yeah. Is so that first weekend of November? I think maybe? so. That's usually when it is, but I'm yeah. not exactly sure on it, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's when it is. So we'll draft for that probably next weekend. Yeah. And then practice the next pretty week, sick. ready for that. Awesome. Uh, Kenny asking about your music interest. Uh, country, rock, what are you guys into? Um, I'm personally, anything but rock. Uh, <laughs> I'm big, big country, uh, hip-hop, R&B, uh, but I listen to a lot of Zach Bryan in general and Tyler Childers and that kind of music. You yeah. got the voice for it. You yeah. got a you got a bit of a country twang <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Scotland yeah. County for you. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ron? I'm a big country guy, Zach Bryan too. Just love him. But uh, I listen to pretty much anything before games. Uh, love listening to rap. Uh, Rihanna's like a secret pleasure kind of. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> She's very good at what she does. But yeah, pretty much anything. Miley Cyrus, big fan of her too. There you go. My Pirate Idol song on the bus, my freshman year's party in the USA. Nice. So always stick with her. My God, guy. I'm so sick of that new. Is it a new Miley Cyrus song about being young or whatever? I have no idea. I'm just thinking yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> when I'm in the car with the girls, it's on all the time. <laughs> Anything but Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's the last one. person I want to see right now. <laughs> or, or Travis hey, Kelsey. Well, don't Travis watch a football game. Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Travis Kelsey just made a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Pam game, she's not even there. <laughs> Bad news, guys. Jets, Eagles. They don't see Taylor Swift anywhere. <laughs> Thank y'all for hanging out. We'll talk to you uh, later on this fall. Appreciate it, yes, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Parker Bird, Ryan McChrystal joining us. Patrick, I'll follow you over to the facilities, and we'll uh, be talking some football soon. So stay tuned on our Pirate Radio social media. We'll have those videos out for you. Uh, when we return, Chan Man will take over. Uh, Steve Hill uh, is here. Myra as well to talk about Upward Basketball. So they'll let you know what's going on with Upward Hoops. And we'll hear from Mike Houston and Biff Pogey. That and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Like how much you want it. Anyone but me. You said you never come back. But here you are again. Let's go, girls. Come on. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Well, that would help if I hit that button. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday Fun Day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a game. They have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Chandler Honeycutt. All right, welcome back in. to a- uh, Chan, turn your mic on, bud. Wow. There we go. There you go. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. Welcome back in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live and here on the 5 o'clock hour. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, on the audio side of things. And Joey, intern Joey, on the video side of things. We got ECU and Charlotte coming up at 2 o'clock on Saturday for ECU football. We'll get you started at 10 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And then after the game, it's the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Collins Show. And before you know it, we'll have ECU basketball coming up in just less than a month. We'll actually be out at ECU Basketball Media Day tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So we'll have all the that content for you. And during this segment, we'll also, we'll also talk about some basketball. We'll talk about upward basketball. We have in Studio A, we have P1 listener Steve Hill with us. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Chandler. Thanks for having us. Uh, let me turn your mic on. Say that again. I said, hey, Chandler. Thanks there for having us. There you go. It All sounds right. good, man. Look, I'm not, I'm not hosting every it's day. It's not everyday so duties. I, I forget that I have to turn mics on. Let me make sure I have Myra's mics on. She's a... Uh, Clip probably turned him off before he left. Yeah, he sabotaged me. So, uh, Steve Hill's here, and also Myra Gillen is also here with us with Upward Basketball. How you doing, Myra? Doing good. It's good to see you. How you doing? Um, let's talk Upward Basketball. Let's talk about what's going on with Upward Basketball. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool event here. Uh, just kind of tell us about what's going on with, with that kind of organization. It's an organization geared to the kids for basketball and cheerleading. Um, it has a biblical background to that. It teaches the kids about Jesus just as well as about them learning the game of basketball and to cheer. Um, this year we're adding 7th and 8th grade to our program. Normally it's kindergarten through 6th. We're looking forward to an excellent year this year. How many, year, uh, how many years have you been doing this with Upward Basketball? This will be my 18th year. 18th year. So, and I know Steve, you told me earlier you've been. You're a coach. Yeah, this will be year 14 for me coaching. Man, so uh, how how do you like coaching and doing the upper basketball? I love it. I started when my oldest uh, was uh, five uh, in wow. kindergarten. He's 18 now. So, um, coached him all the way till he graded out, and then my 13 year old will be able to come back this year because he's in eighth grade, and I've got six year old twins, and I'm coaching them as well. So. And this, this will take place where at? Temple Freewell Baptist Church on Fire Tower Road. Okay, right there in Winterville. So uh, you can sign up. How can you sign up for this event? You can go online to our church website at templefwb.com 
and follow the links to get to the upward page all right cool deal and also uh tell us once again the the years for uh the age groups for this event we do kindergarten through sixth grade and then we're adding the seventh and eighth grade boys and girls cool deal so uh coach hill what what kind of what do you go uh what kind of goes through the coaching duties for upper basketball you know um i guess first and foremost we just remember that it's it's a it's a church league um and um we try to just make sure that everything is positive um obviously the kids want to win um but there's a lot more that goes into it we do devotionals um uh during practice we have practice once a week um and then at the first of the year right after um after Christmas, um, what is it, around January 1st, right after New Year's, week first week of New Year's, we'll have our first game. Cool. Um, so we'll have practice once a week. Game time is on Saturdays. Um, it's just a positive environment. Um, you know, the, we have great turnout. Um, the kids love it. Um, and it's just it's just a great, cool place to be, man. I enjoy coaching, so I like to talk, as you probably already know. Yeah. So um, I fit right in there. Uh, so what is there a limitation on, on kids that can sign up or, I mean – right now we're not at um, capacity Uh so we can still take as many as we can right now uh we are well we are over 100 in basketball and about halfway to 30 in cheerleading right now and i'm sitting here looking at the uh brochure that you gave me um talk about registration and i guess the price for the kids and stuff like that right now the price is 135 dollars for siblings and kids if you register online you can get a five dollar um discount off of your extra child that you might have we do evaluation starting next monday or this coming monday the 23rd um that is broken down into kindergarten first and second grade boys and first through third grade girls um that will start at 6 30 to 8 then tuesday nights same time 6 30 to 8 that is third and fourth grade boys then on Thursday, it's fourth or sixth grade girls and fifth and sixth grade boys, same time, for um, 6.30 to 8. And then on Saturday, we have a mandatory scrimmage starting for the third and fourth grade. And when is the deadline for registration? Right now, it's November the 9th. Okay. So you got till November the 9th to sign up and get your kid involved with this awesome organization, Upward Basketball. And um, I kind of looked at your website earlier. Is there different sports that go on with Upward Basketball? I mean, is there? I saw there was different Upward's sports. Upward's a national organization, so they do flag football, cheerleading, soccer, you name it. But uh, we are, we're just basketball here um, at Temple. Okay, cool deal. So all the games will be held at Temple? Free, yes. free will baptist church mm-hmm. yep jim cool right deal. behind the church absolutely awesome deal so uh yeah west fire tower road is the place of temple free will baptist church you can get your kid registered uh online also um get them involved with this awesome organization learn about basketball and also learn about some different stuff as well right yes sir we talk about jesus and tell them the good news and hopefully they learn a little bit of basketball along the way there you go oh well, i need to go out there i'm out of the age group but i would love to learn more about you know, basketball. we will always take volunteer coaches referees scorekeepers so all right we'll talk about that so you are looking for volunteers when it comes to that kind of well, stuff Well, myra can probably speak more to what we're looking for but i don't think we turn down volunteers we will not turn down any help we do have a concession stand that works that runs every saturday we would need help in that we definitely need referees we need coaches we need help at our scores table running the scores table all day long and just helping out and introducing yourself to the parents and making them feel welcome is there a championship at the end of the season for 
for this. We, we've I... done that in the past, but not in, in several years. Okay. Um, but trust me, the kids know. Uh, for the little ones, we don't really keep score, but they, they know. Uh, so. Jamie on Facebook, or excuse me, on YouTube says, what kind of offense is Steve running? What offense do you run? I'm not going to divulge that on the air. <laughs> Come on, Jamie. You know me better than that. Uh, Clip Brock has a stat to consider, Shirley Rhodes. Stat to consider. The stats to consider. He said, I had 28 points for Reedy Branch Church at Temple Free Will Baptist Church uh, back in 1998. So. You are terrible! Was, <laughs> was not coaching then, but uh, he might have been on my bench. I might have let him get in there. All right, awesome deal. All right, so great organization, Upward Basketball. Get your kids involved. Uh, just an awesome time to learn about basketball, learn about Jesus, get your faith uh, in store there. So uh, once again, before we let you go, kind of go through the registration information. How can they get – How they how can they get up with you and also how can they register they can get up with me at my on my cell phone at 252-320-1378 or by email myra unc at aol.com um, just reach out to me and i will answer any questions that you have um, evaluations are next week and we will do um accept registrations next week at evaluations and you do have a deadline of november 9th to get your kid registered uh for this awesome event thank you guys for joining us in studio a on pirate alive no doubt about it and uh i'm sure we'll post some more information on it on our social media so uh p1 listener steve hill and also myra gillen joining us on pirate alive for upward basketball we appreciate you joining us Let's take a break we'll come back we'll go over some uh comments from yesterday's press conference we have mike houston we also talked to Jack Powers and Elijah Morris. We'll also hear from the head coach of Charlotte, Biff Pogey, and see what he said about the ECU versus Charlotte matchup coming up on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Bud Light pregame tailgate coming your way at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And after the game, it's the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter Collins show. Stay tuned. We'll have more for you when we return right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And hey, Pirate fans, did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DOLL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you, want, if you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Chandler Honeycutt. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday here in the 5 o'clock hour of today's show. About 20 minutes to go until we wrap up the show. 
Stay tuned because at the end of this segment, we will open up the Halloween Express live line and you'll have a chance, shockingly, ironically, to win a gift card to Halloween Express. So stay tuned when we open up the Halloween Express live line coming up at the end of this segment. ECU and the 49ers of Charlotte coming in uh, to town on Saturday. Kickoff at 2 o'clock. We'll kick off at 10 o'clock with the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And then after game is the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Collins Show. Uh, Cliff Brock and Patrick Mason just left the studio about 20 minutes ago to go over to Town Bank Tower uh, and check in with Mike Houston and offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick and also Blake Harrell, the defensive coordinator for the Pirates. Yesterday, we were able to uh, talk to Mike Houston, and uh, we'll go over some of his comments from yesterday's press conference. Here is his opening statement from yesterday. Excited to uh, be back at home this weekend. Uh, matchup against Charlotte, uh, 2 o'clock kickoff. Uh, should be great weather for uh, for the game, which is good. You know, we've had a couple of rain games here at home uh, so far this year, so it should be uh, should be great weather for uh, what will be a great matchup. And so, uh, kids are uh, you know they're preparing right now and uh, should have a great practice this afternoon. Uh, and looking forward to a great week. There's the opening statement from Mike Houston at yesterday's press conference. Uh, Mike Houston. Uh, decided to punt the football on Thursday night against SMU. The Pirates were down two touchdowns. It was a tw- uh, excuse me a twenty-four to ten football game, and Mike Houston decided to punt the ball on fourth and two at the Pirates' thirty-three yard line. And Mike Houston was asked uh, what went through his mind uh, when he chose to punt it on fourth and two. So. Um... You know, I think there is a, a line between being aggressive and, and doing what you think is best to help you win. And I think that every situation is different. And that's, uh, you know, that's, we spend a lot of time preparing for those situations and you, know, you take a lot of factors into play. And so, uh, you know, the one you're referencing is seven minutes to go, uh, fourth and two from the minus 33. So we're fairly deep in our own territory. Uh, we have all three timeouts. And so, you know, the, the question there is, if you go for it and get it, great. You extend the drive that you're, you're in right now. Um, if you go for it and don't get it, uh, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball pretty, pretty firmly. Uh, that deep in, in territory, um, you know, you're, you're hoping to limit them to a field goal at that point. So it's a two-possession game right now. I know the score takes it to be a three-possession game. Uh, so uh, with the way we had played defensively uh, for the last several quarters, especially in the second half, um, you know, really they hadn't moved the ball at all in the second half. Uh, and, you know, the last two plays, we hadn't gained a yard. So uh, felt like right there with all three timeouts, you know, our best course of victory of, of, of winning the ball game was to punt it away, use our timeouts, and try to get the ball back with, you know, five-plus minutes to play in better uh, field position uh, with a fresh set of downs. Now, it didn't work out for us, uh, you know, if we're sitting here having the same discussion and it did work out for us, then, you know, it'd be a great call. So, but that's the thing you deal with every time. I mean, uh, no different than going for it fourth and one, uh, you know, down in the red zone instead of taking the field goal. Uh, certainly you converted that one and uh, a great decision. Uh, now, if you don't, then, you know, not such a great decision. So it's what we deal with. Uh, I mean, we've looked at our stats. You know, we're converting about uh, 44% on the year. Uh, on fourth down, uh, we look at the analytics every week. So uh, I know that uh, it's easy for 
someone to sit here after the game and evaluate the decision and be very critical of it. But uh, we spend a lot of time each week preparing for those situations, uh, both analytically uh, and in practice. So uh, there's a lot that goes into that decision. Before that uh, fourth and two punt situation, there was another situation uh, this time regarding Alex Flynn. He ran for about 10, 11 yards, got a good gain. I believe he picked up a first down, but um, it was ruled a um, it was ruled that Alex Flynn was down on the field. But SMU players were pointing to their side of the field, saying they had the football. They came up with the football. Pirates go up to the ball and take a while to snap the ball. That gave SMU a chance. And that gave the officials a chance to look at the play. They decided that the SMU recovered the football. It looked like Alex Flynn had fumbled the football. Uh, our very own Clip Brock asked Mike Houston, do you have something in place to snap the ball quick if there's a chance that a review might go against you? And this is what Mike Houston had to say. Yeah, they're not going to let us. They will not let you snap that ball. We were trying to get up there pretty quick. Uh, we've been huddling the whole night, so the guys, of course, went to the huddle as they always had done during that night, and that was part of our game plan. So, uh, you know, everybody on the headset had urgency. Uh, the kids got up there pretty quick, uh, but they're not going to let you snap that ball. And if you watch college football uh, across the country, and you've seen it several times with our games, they're going to wait until you get right up there, and you get ready to snap it, and they'll probably even let the ball get snapped, but they're going to buzz it. And, uh, and that's what, you know, when I'm talking to the officials on the sideline a lot of times when it's a questionable call like that, uh, and, you know, what I'm asking the officials, are they looking at it? Are they looking at it? They need to look at it. And what he'll do is, yeah, if, yeah, they're looking at it. If he says that, they're getting ready to buzz it. They won't let you snap the ball. If he says, yeah, it's already been cleared and confirmed, then they'll let it go ahead and snap. So... There is Mike Houston on uh, on whether there is a plan in place to get a play called off uh, whenever there's a questionable uh, review call, like in that Alex Flynn situation where he fumbled the football. It looked like he was down, but once they showed the replay on the Jumbotron, it was clear that he lost the football before he went down. So there's the answer from Mike Houston. Let's go to cut nine, Shirley. EC versus Charlotte, Biff Pogey uh, making his comments uh, known early in the season at Media Day. Um, and uh, Mike Houston was asked about what was his relationship like with Biff, Biff Pogey. So we got, we got a chance, Coach and I got a chance this summer to spend some time together and, uh, at the conference meetings and, uh, you know, really enjoyed my interactions with him. Uh, obviously, he has been, you know, incredibly successful, uh, you know, over the span of his life and, you know, before football uh, in, in, the, in, in the business uh, uh, area and then just, you know, moving over in a kind of a second career, uh, you know, in high school and college football. And, um, you know, obviously you're not, you're not as successful as he has been unless you're a pretty sharp guy and, and really have a great understanding of how to, how to work with people and manage people. So um, I, I think he's done a great job putting that roster together. Obviously he, he overhauled the roster significantly. I mean, there's, I don't know, 50, 60 new, new guys on that roster, and, and they come from a lot of different places. Uh, you know, he brought a lot of his guys that had played for him at uh, St. Francis. Uh, and... You know, he, he's put together a very talented group. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, they've been close uh, in a lot of games uh, with a very tough schedule. And so he's, uh, you know, he's working hard to get, uh, get things going there. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I think he's great for that program and that university. And 
uh, looking forward to uh, seeing him again this Saturday. Pirates and 49ers coming up Saturday at 2 o'clock kick. Uh, we'll kick it off at 10 o'clock for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And then after the game, it's the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter con show. All that on Pirate Radio coming up on Saturday. Let's take a break. But before we do, let's open up the Halloween Express live line and give it away. Give it away now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Wild Power Radio going to be awesome. Halloween is just around the corner and you need to go get a costume and you need to get it at Halloween Express. Thank you, Halloween Express, for your awesome sponsorship of the Pirate Radio Live Line. And uh, for a treat for you today, we will be giving away what, Shirley Rhodes? A $25 gift card that you can use at Halloween Express. I am looking for caller number 12. Caller number 12 on the Halloween Express Live Line is the winner. You will get a $25 gift card to Halloween Express. So call in now. 317-1250 is the number. Stay tuned. We'll have more for you when we return. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow took a tumble today. It fell 332 points and finished at 33,665. The NASDAQ was down 219 points at 13,314. The S&P dropped 58 points and ended the day at 4,314. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Eric Mazel of Grimesland. Picked up a $25 gift card to Halloween Express. The largest selection of masks, decor, and more for adults and kids is at Halloween Express right next to Target. What are you going to be? Get to Greenville's premier Halloween superstore, Halloween Express, and get shopping today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Chan. Congratulations, Eric M., on your prize today, a Halloween Express gift card worth $25. Go get your costume today at Halloween Express Superstore right beside Target. And uh, ECU Charlotte coming up 2 o'clock on Saturday. 10 o'clock will be the Bud Light pregame tailgate. After the game, it is the um, popular U.S. Cellular fifth quarter Collins show. ECU and Charlotte, finally, East Carolina has a conference or a, a conference opponent in the state of North Carolina. Now, does this mean that it's a rivalry? I wonder if that is the case. I think it is. We asked, or Biff Pochi was asked, is ECU versus Charlotte a rivalry? Cut to Shirley. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is it a rival? Because I know it's in-state school. I hope it will become a rival, but they're a really good program. Uh, Mike Houston's done a great job there, and this is in his fifth year. And, you know, for it to be a rival, the, you know, both teams need to be somewhat competitive. So I, 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 um, I hope we can be that on Saturday, and I hope it turns into a rivalry. I wouldn't call it that quite yet, though. All right, there is Biff Pogey, head coach of the Charlotte 49ers, on if ECU and Charlotte is a rivalry. 
Biff Pogey excited about his trip to Greenville. He talked about what he was going to do when he comes to, to Eastern North Carolina, and it includes a trip to the Subdogs. We're looking forward to it because it's supposed to be a great environment. You know, they've got a really nice stadium. They've got such a great history. You know, they got a really cool thing. They, they paint their field really cool and different every week, and everybody wears, you know, purple and black, and and they're knowledgeable fans. And, 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 and it, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to go there. It'll be a great college football environment you know division one college football environment there is a hot dog place there though that i that i i just got a text about that i there's a place called the sup dogs anybody know that anybody been there i'm do, been there is it worth going to what i'm doing a hot dog review there so Well, I'm going. So, uh, so we're gonna actually we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna go visit. Um, there's a there's a facility that uh, works specifically with autistic children, and I'm gonna swing by there uh, with a player or two too while we're in Greenville. So that's some things we're gonna do on the trip. Coach Biff Pogey making a trip to Greenville and is going to make a trip out of it, not just playing football against the Pirates on Saturday at 2 o'clock. He's going to make a trip to the Subdogs, and it sounds like he's going to go over to the Aces for Autism facility, which is an awesome facility that has just been built in the past few months. So Biff Pogey going to enjoy his time here in eastern North Carolina. Well, that is uh, it for today's show. Thank you to Zach Kaplan of WNCT Channel 9. He is new to the area. We were able to catch up with Zach Kaplan and figure out who he is as a person and a sports broadcaster. Also, thank you to Wager McGee talking some sports gambling with Clip Brock. Patrick Mason, who I did not mention in the uh, lineup today, which he is in the description on YouTube under the banner. Also on Facebook, he's up there as P. Mace. So thank you for Patrick Mason for coming into Studio A and joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Also, ECU baseball players Ryan McChrystal and Parker Bird were able to join us and uh, talk to Myra Gillen and P1 listener Steve Hill about upward basketball coming up this fall and early next year. So uh, for Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes, and intern Joey, who's showing off something in there, he's flexing what seems to be muscles. I don't know. It doesn't look like that, but uh, good luck with that. Hit the gym, Joey. Sorry. That shaving on radio, that's crazy. All right, look, I'm sorry. I had to. Shirley Rhodes, Joey, y'all have a good afternoon. I'm Chandler Honeycutt. Thank you for listening. Jeff, Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.